going on, everybody? Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Vile Files Going Deeper Edition. I'm your host, Nick, joined by Amanda. Allie is dead. No, yeah. She's sick. She's, She's sick. She's sick. She's sick. She... She's sick. Do you say when I'm not there, do you say something like, I'm dead? Probably. Yeah. So I feel like Allie always comments on it after the fact. <laughs> She's always like, excuse you, which is fair. And now I'm like, hmm, should I be getting mad? <laughs> yeah. She's sick. We we're, wish her well. We're sending her good energy. Do we know what she has? She just said her, like, it was like stomach hippo, stuff, yeah, hippo, which I think yeah. is the worst. I, that is my least favorite, like of all the different like kinds of sick to be. Stomach flu? Stomach, like throw up is, oh, I find it so unbearable. Like I will take like a terrible fever and like body aches over nausea and stuff. I used to throw up a lot during track and field. So if I, if I can get a good throw up in and be fine, then I'd prefer that over like a sinus infection. But Yeah, because there is like the relief after the fact. But. I'm not afraid to throw up. I've gotten used to it. I had this Weird thing amazing me. streak where I like didn't throw up for... You're one of those? Well, it's not there anymore. <laughs> but I like I had a really good thing going. And so, and but because of that, it was like really scary when it did happen because it's like so unfamiliar and bad. Well, we wish Ellie well. We have a dynamite episode for you. Obviously, we're talking Love is Blind. We uh, got some other uh, topics. It's a long episode. I mean, like, so we try to recap seven episodes for you all while doing our standard two texting office hours. We got some doozy texting office hours, a whole love letter. We read a whole yes. love letter. A full a post breakup post, post breakup love letter. Oof. Yeah. It's. Have you ever written a letter? Yeah. yeah. Do you remember any of the lines in it? I remember finding it years later and Ooh. really feeling ashamed of myself. What in what way? I was just like, you were such a wuss. You know, like I just the state of mind that we're in when we are when we read a letter post breakup when we're so vulnerable and so we're just pathetic. We are our most pathetic. Yeah, we're also feeling like poets and writers, you know, <laughs> like yeah. we're using language that's so we're just in our dramatic. This is like, oh my God. Uh, but anyways, it's a long episode. Bear with us. Uh, keep listening. I mean, you know, I know you're going to listen. It's a great episode. There's a lot to cover. We're doing this for you. Before we get into the episode, I mean, this is such an unfortunate thing to talk about, but we just, uh, I guess, want to say just how, I mean, all this, this Kanye stuff. Gross. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I, I hope it goes without saying. I think the scary part about it is that, you know, I was talking to some of my Jewish friends over the past couple of days, and these times I always want to get the perspective of the people most impacted, but it just seems really scary, just like the, the rhetoric that Kanye, it's nothing new. It's the same bullshit rhetoric that was used back during, you know, World War II and the Holocaust or or even before that, like this type of hatred, these these tropes that are being thrown around. And it's scary to see how quickly they catch on. I was talking to a, a Jewish friend today and he was saying how this morning the hashtag Jew was the fourth most trending topic on Twitter and he looked and it was just filled with anti-Semitic remarks. Yeah, I've also found that because I've been in a lot of places that have been pretty liberal, pretty progressive, um, where there's like, you know, Jews are 0.2% of the world's population, like a really, really small group. Um, and I've been fortunate to have Jewish community present and be in places where there's like 
a much larger than that proportion amount of Jewish people. And I think sometimes in those spaces, though, there can be this false perception of like anti-Semitism being really distant or not super relevant when in actuality it's so present. And there's moments like this when I think it becomes there's like kind of a spotlight on it. Yeah. But I think the thing that like when, whenever I go to service it, like most of the services that I go to, like at Jewish like worship spaces, like there's pretty intense security. Like yeah. there's a lot of I don't know. I, I just it really feels like something that is has been so present, so present since like Charlottesville. And I think it's, it's I was and I was talking to my friend earlier today. He made a good point. It's just like and this particular friend, you know, has a relative who's a Holocaust survivor. And which is I think that's lost on us. I think sometimes we want to believe that it was hundreds of years ago. Like something that atrocious or so like barbaric barbaric happened in a time with in modern civilization and and again using the same it's 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 really scary when you put it in those contexts it's also like i think i always thought about hitler as like this terrible dictator man obviously terrible but like he was democratically elected yeah like that is something that i don't think people put together on the political spectrum of like where things can lead to. And I think when there's the conversation about like, well, why do these little things matter? Like why do like small, like like offensive like imagery that's anti-Semitic or like these little like small things, like why does that matter? And it's like, because in this overarching life cycle of like what hateful rhetoric grows into, it's really significant. Yeah. And that's true of like all kinds of like bigotry and hatred. Oh yeah. And it's really it was scary to see some of the 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 signs on the four oh five in LA this weekend with some of those uh, some anti Semitic remarks. I don't know what's going on with Kanye. And you know, his comments about the conspiracy theories around George Floyd's death and trying to, you know, create new conspiracy theories or bring up old conspiracy theories and, and they how offensive that is to uh, the black community, you know, I don't, I don't know what's going on with him, but hatred of all kind is, it's disgusting to see, and to anyone infected by that, uh, all Jewish people, all, all minority groups, people of color, if this has impacted you in any way, uh, we stand with you, and uh, we're sorry that uh, you have. I mean, that it's sorry you have to experience this once again. Um, I, you know, don't know if I have the right words, but. Totally. Well, I feel like sometimes it's like there's an element of it's important to not wait until there's like kind of a comfortable, more like, like it feels so good to provide comfort to people. But and I think in situations like this where there's like not necessarily something comforting to say, like the ability to sit in kind of the discomfort with people. Yeah. Be. And it's just one of those things where I just think that it, it's, it's scary how much these things can take off. I think sometimes we want to believe that we live in a society despite, you know, racism and bigotry still clearly occurring i think sometimes we want to pretend that you know it's maybe it's 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 in these certain pockets and groups and i think social media has done a lot to you know reignite some of these uh hate groups in these conversations i think it's really important that we stand up for it and put a stop to it before it really turns into something that becomes really problematic and mm -hmm. not that it's not already problematic I, don't, I hope i'm saying the right things but and like this, I'm not the originator of this phrase. This is very much something that is out there um, and helpful. But like when people make offensive jokes, 
ask someone to explain it. Say, what do you mean? Wait, can you explain that joke to me? Like jokes, I feel like tend to be a real kind of access point or like even if you're not friends with people who are in a white nationalist group, they might say some, you know, make some comments and say some things that are supposed to be funny that have underlying like really bad, messed up ideology. Ask them to explain it. Force them to say it's funny because Jews like my, you know, whatever the stereotype it is, like tell make them say it out loud, make them like hear what they're doing. Yeah, that's a good note. Um, anyway, anyway, how do, how do we end that? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like all Jewish holidays are like our existence was questioned. <laughs> we prevailed. Now we eat. And so in my mind, I'm like, now we eat. <laughs> well, as always, I think we just encourage people to um, continue to expand your horizons and get to know people who who um, who you might see as different. I, you know, I don't know. It's a beautiful world out there if you get to know people, you know. Uh, we have, again, a great episode for you. It's long, so we're going to get right into it. And Laura Rigetti is our guest, uh, hairstylist to the stars, uh, also Love is Blind fan. Uh, she helps us break down Love is Blind, all the pop culture topics, texting office hours. Uh, also available, again, don't forget to order Don't Text Your Ex Happy Birthday. Can't, can't thank people enough for all the support and their comments and how they recommend it to their friends and people who are reading it. And reminder, we are launching our Don't Text Your Ex Happy Birthday book clubs. Uh, these are meant to be community spaces where people can discuss some of the stuff in the book and also um, like have some friends to work through the clusterfuck that is modern dating um, and just get connected with people who are looking to grow uh, and encourage one another's growth. So if you are interested in running one of the book clubs, in your city, please send an email to dtyehbbookclub at gmail.com um, with the subject line of your city and starting a book club because we are going, we very much want this to be uh, everybody. Uh, it's going to be run by the people for the people. Yeah. Um, so if you want to be one of those people. And look to the Vile Files Instagram for information. We'll be putting it on there in terms of ones that are popping up because I know we've gotten a lot of emails already for it. And, uh, Again, if you want to get part of, uh, be a part of it, uh, don't forget to get Don't Take Strikes Happy Birthday. Go to vilefiles.com for all the available links. You're, you're going to love it. Trust me. Anyways, let's get to Laura and Love is Blind. And now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Stressful times these, these days, and uh, sometimes we just need to talk to someone and get our anxiety out, you know? Maybe we, we are trying to solve all these problems in our head, and, and maybe we just don't have the, the right, you know, mindset to, to work through our issues. That's where better help and therapy comes in. Uh, it doesn't matter what your problems or stresses are, money, problems, relationship, personal, sexual. It doesn't matter. Maybe you just want to talk. You know, BetterHelp is there. It's super convenient. That's what I love about them. You can be talking to a licensed trained mental health professional within 48 hours. You go to betterhelp.com. You take a quick assessment about what you're looking for. They uh, assign you to someone they think is the right match. And the great news is, is they work with thousands of different therapists so that if you don't have, find a, a good fit right away, you can always change until you do. And so much about therapy is finding the right fit. BetterHelp makes it easy. Again, you can do it from your phone, your tablet, your computer. You can do face-to-face. -face. You can do it voice only, you know, if you don't want to, if you, if you want that privacy element. Whatever is comfortable to you, they make it happen. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can help you get there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash V-I-A-L-L-F-I-L-E-S today and get 10% off your first month. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash V-I-A-L-L-F-I-L-E-S. We've all had the experience. You're swiping. It's the same slim pickings that you've had before. 
We've all seen people on multiple different dating apps, had hours of mindless, fruitless engagement with them. Match, the dating app, is different. It's a place for people who have done the work, who are fully cooked humans, who have done the reflection, done the therapy, done the whatever they need to do to get to a point where they're happy with themselves and can truly welcome in another person in their life. So if you're one of those people, get on Match the Dating app and finally date with your peers. Yeah, uh, I couldn't agree more. Best uh, it'd be, you know, people who are, like Amanda said, comfortable with who they are. You know, it's good. You know, if you're on your journey to find yourself, that's great. But I love that Match is prioritizing people who are ready to date, who are ready to find love, who are ready to invest in other people because they've already invested in themselves. And if you want to be a part of that group, if you do you, you already know the best relationships show up when you show up for yourself first. And there's never been a better time to try Match. Download the Match app today. Match believes the most important relationship is with yourself. So in a world where you can choose to do anything or anyone, choose you first because dating someone who knows what they want and won't settle for less. Well, that's sexy as hell. Laura, what's going on? Hi, guys. Welcome. Thank you for having me today. Thanks for coming. And if I sound a little congested, <clears throat> I'm actually allergic to my guinea pig that I just bought yesterday. So I'm so sorry if I sound this way. You did not know you were allergic to a guinea pig? No. My daughter wanted a guinea pig and then I picked it up and then, you know, it just started happening. There, so what are we going to do? You're okay. just going to stay away from a guinea pig? No, I, I feel like my body will just become immune to it, you know? We'll, we'll just have to figure Is it out. Is that a thing? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I feel like you can grow out of allergies sometimes. You I can. don't know. If, but I don't know if contact is... It's yeah. okay. His name's Hammy. Hammy. He's really, really cute. Hammy. Well, so. hamsters, don't they usually stay in... I was C about to say jar. Cages. Clearly not. <laughs> oh, <wait. laughs> Unhinged. Don't, don't put your hamster in a jar. Unless it's a really big jar. True. Yeah. Life-size jar. Anyway, you put him in a cage. Well, actually, my daughter has a purse for Hammy. We dress him in cute little outfits. Obviously, yeah. So that's it kind of like has been in a purse and a cute little guinea pig purse. Well, I am, uh, I'm glad you are away from the Hammy. Yes, and thank you. Hopefully the, the congestion will clear up. But you sound, you sound fine. Thank you. you know, you'll just tell people you have a deviated septum or oh, something. Oh, that's perfect. There you go. Uh, well, we have a lot to get into. So I know you're all very excited about Love is Blind. We'll get into that seven episodes to, to break down. So if, you ha if you're not caught up all at Love is Blind, uh, go, go watch it real fast and then come back. But uh, what Amanda, what do we have to get into before we really get into Love is Blind? Well, we do have the celebrity death. Oh, <gasps> Leslie. I know. We That's were we so were sitting sad. here. We were sitting here recording and I went on my phone and I saw a tweet from Billy Eichner talking about it. I was devastated. It's so sad. Did you ever get a chance to meet him? I never met him, but I have a lot of clients that were really good friends with him. Such a lovely man. So much I've heard about him. He's so funny. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Laura is a hair hairstylist for the stars. I am. I'm a uh, hairdresser to the, the to the stars. The stars. The celebs. Do you have any favorites or least favorites? Um, I actually love all my clients. Um, I just came back from tour from uh, with Noah Cyrus. She's one of my favorites. I love her. Okay. Yeah. So Noah Noah, Noah Cyrus. She's great. Well, I was going to ask with like the celebrity death. Is there one? Do you do you remember where you are for all of them? Like, is that something that you tend to clock? I remember where I was for Kobe. Do you remember where you were for Kobe? Yes, I was. I was actually driving from Vegas. Really? Yeah. I was on an improv break. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. 
weird time to find out. Yeah. Is there like, is there, I was, my question was like, is there one celebrity death that like is most formative, like a memory that's just very vivid for you? Well, what's more vivid is the time that I was uh, sitting in a movie theater. I don't know what movie we were about to start. And uh, someone said that Adam Sandler had died. Oh my God. And I guess I'm gullible enough to be like, oh. And then here's the thing about like certain certain large celebrities. If you Google like Adam Sandler, one of the, like Google Adam Sandler, Adam Sandler dead. How, how died? How, how quickly does that come up? Well, I feel like TikTok too makes these crazy things too. Not coming up so far. Do you want me to lie? No. <laughs> it's not. Um, that's actually a funny thing to like do for all the celebrities, like type into Google and like see what the suggestions are. Um, it's Adam Sandler movies, Adam Sandler outfits, Adam Sandler day, Adam it, Sandler Boston. Anyway, <laughs> someone in the theater like started trying to spit a rumor that Adam Sandler died. And I Googled and then like it's something came up about him dying. And I was like, during the whole movie, I had thought Adam Sandler had died tragically and I was devastated only to find out, thankfully, he had not. I had the pleasure of meeting him uh, once a few years later and I just, I couldn't start, I couldn't stop thinking how I'm like, I thought you were for like (laughs) a solid two and a half hours really mourning your death. Yeah. And that was, that was devastating. So uh, that one really stuck with me more than anything just because I, I really believed it and I don't know. What about you? Robin Williams. Mm. That was like the hardest one for me. I, big fan of him so yeah a lot of these like comedians right like i feel that was really sad totally leslie such a such such a tragedy i was such a huge fan of his and uh uh, i was was always hoping to have him on the podcast but unfortunately that didn't happen but what a joyful man what a joyful joyful man. man um kind of going in the opposite direction james corden we touched on it last week uh got some flack for his treatment of servers (gasps) at a restaurant he addressed it on monday on his late night show um and he's kind of is downplaying it like he is saying i didn't get out of my seat i didn't call anyone names or use derogatory language i've been walking around and thinking that i hadn't done anything wrong but the truth is i had i made a rude comment and it was wrong it was an unnecessary comment it was ungracious to the server do we know what the rude comment was i think like I don't know. See, that's the thing, though, with being a celeb, right? Don't you want to, like, portray yourself as being nice and, like, being... Because, you know, the fans are what make you famous, right? Yeah, you would So, think. I mean, if you treat people badly... I mean, and nowadays with social media, you can't get away with anything. So if you're mean to someone, it's out. You know what I mean? And so I think nowadays people really have to start treating people a little nicer. Yeah, I mean, I, I to your point, I don't get... Like everyone has a bad day. Like yes, everyone, of course. Everyone's been like, "Oh fuck, yeah, I'm sorry, I overreacted." Like that happens. Yeah. But it seems like James has a bit of a reputation. He does have a reputation. I can't. I'm not going to confirm it because I've never met him before. But I have. I have heard it before. So James, he he. The apologized. comment I think they're referring to is the one where he was like, "I'm going to go to the kitchen and cook this myself," and he was like, "It was sarcastic and it was ungracious." But my thing is that like you're a comedian, you yeah. know what's funny and you know what's not. I find it so anno- like frustrating when people are like, "Oh, it was just like a joke or it was just like a sarcastic thing," and it's like you're like you've done this for years and years and years. You're an expert on comedic jokes and timing. Also, it's just a weird moment with wait staff in a kitchen to to be again a comedian. I we talked about this last week. I'm always I'm asking them nicely so they don't spit on my food. I'm always like super apologetic. Same. If, as a again as a 
slightly picky eater who has sent things back. I have no problem doing that. But when I do, I'm always just like, I am so sorry you fucked up. No, I don't say that you fucked up, but I'm always just like, I, I'm so sorry for the inconvenience. This is a me thing. I, I was made incorrectly. Can I please get it without mayo? I do the same thing. I go, I'm going to pay for this. Yeah. It's my fault. I'm so picky. But if you don't mind, I'm going to try this. Yeah, totally. So I don't know. Anyways, James Corden, I guess he's sorry-ish. You know what? Maybe he learned a lesson. Maybe. I don't know. I oh, feel like knows? James is going to be James. Yeah. Maybe not Does James. he get to go back to the restaurant? Do we know? Yes. I think there. I think the he's going to apologize in person and then it will all be mended over. Okay. Well, the yeah. restaurant probably is going to become more... You know, he's also Balthazar. Isn't that like a famous is restaurant? It, where yeah. is that? It's in, it's New, in New York. York. It's in oh, Soho. Oh, I ate there actually. You did recently. It was, good. It was really good. I, it's so funny. My friend just texted me actually and was like, "Did you know we ate at this restaurant?" Yeah, it was, was really it, good. What like what are we talking here? Is it like super fancy? Is it one of those like Michelin stars? Like um, is I don't it, know. Is it hearty. I it's, like a hearty. I dish. feel like it's hearty. Um, we ate outside. It was very nice. Okay. It was a beautiful day. Would you recommend? I would recommend. Okay. I think I got, um, what did I get? Oh, I got a hamburger. It was great. You got a hamburger. I there. did. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. When you say hearty, do you mean like not a fancy restaurant where they give you like one yeah, single like, scallop and like a piece of a microgreen? And they come and then they tell you about the like the 50,000 ingredients that came to like make this bite. Oh, and... no. It wasn't like that at all. Okay. No. Yeah. No, it was very. That's, I know a lot of people love that for the foodies out there. Wonderful. Just not for me. Trying to just, eat. Just not, I'm just trying to eat. Yeah. I'm just trying to get nourished. I want to enjoy it. I think also, but regardless of whether he's allowed back at Balthazar or not, like I would never show my face there again if I were James Corden. Unless I was there to be really, really kind and polite to everyone. Like there's so many other restaurants to yeah. go to. Like why would you yeah. go back to this one? Well, now I'm invested if he goes back because maybe it's that good. How was your burger? I thought it was a great burger. Okay. Yeah. Because I judge a place by its burger. I do too. It had like everything, like the, it had... All the condiments on it, like it was great. Was the meat to bun ratio? It it was. I don't like when the be. meat is too big. Yeah. for the bun. Exactly. I'm weird about the that. The meat to bun ratio is the most important aspect of a hamburger. Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah, okay, good to know. Additionally, uh, in kind of pop news, Bridget Moynihan, who's Tom Brady's ex girlfriend, is she speaking up? Mother of his first child. Well, she posted a little, a cryptic little um, picture on Instagram. This is amid Tom Brady, Giselle Bunchen crumbling relationship uh, and like divorce kicking off and really ramping up. She's trying to get back in? Well, she posted, not everything is meant to be mended. Not all relationships are meant to last a lifetime. Sometimes we have to learn to get comfortable with the gifts that are offered through the ruptures and the endings instead of stories of repair and reconciliation. She just randomly posted this somewhere? Yes. She posted this on Instagram. Were they married? No, I don't think they were fully married. That's not an accident. That's not, yeah, no. No, it's, it seems very pointed. Do you, do you think she cares for Giselle? Or do you think she's I, put up with her for all these years? Maybe, maybe. Well, they, they co-parent, right? True. Though they have Tom's oldest son as her child, and they seem to be of I feel like they seem like a, they, bl- a, nice, a nice blended family. A nice co-parenting family. family. Yeah. That's what I feel. If I'm Giselle, I'm tweeting her, I'm texting her and be like, what the fuck? Yeah, I'd be like, why are you doing this? Yeah, like we, our kids are siblings. Like, <laughs> like why put the drama? Don't yeah. put it out there. That's like the number one rule. Like, what a weird time to like post a motivational quote, you know? Yeah. Do you I've, think it was just like a, was it a, was it her quote or was it like, 
was it a retweet or a reshare of some sort of like oh like a movie like she saw it on someone's instagram like so it's it's there's a person credited and an at on her post oh it is okay. like uh, like in the graphic of it so i think she saw it was like yes this resonates and then found a way to create like create a version of it to post on her own account I, I don't know. I think for me, it's just I find it so cringe when there's like kind of this like no like passive aggressive. I find it very cringe too. Yeah. Have you ever posted anything like kind of passive aggressive? Like I'm sure, kind I have. Of clearly directed at someone. I'm sure, uh, I have. I mean, I think I have. I mean, actually, I know I have, but like not when it comes to like family based stuff like that. I you know I kind of stay away from that. Family, yeah, I mean, but I've definitely, I'm sure I have, but not 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 that close to home, no. Yeah, not, not that personal. Yeah. yeah, it's a pretty intense... Also, I didn't... Not to start drama either, because that's that's really stirring some shit. Yeah, yeah she's really stirring like, the pot. Poking the bear. Um, Do you think of, she wants back in? Maybe she might want back in. It's a good question. Is she dating anyone? I... Oh, look it up. But I don't know... Um, she plays the other woman really well. Sex in the City. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Dating? Oh, I think she's married. Then it's even... Okay. Yeah, she's married. Wow. Andrew Frankel. He's a businessman. Andrew Frankel. Do you think her being married makes it juicier? I feel like it makes it juicier because the obvious the obvious explanation is like, oh, maybe she wants back in, but like she's married, so you would think she doesn't walk back in want back in, and yet she still felt the need. Why did she still feel the need? Maybe she just wanted to be like Think she's, do you think she's think she's helping? Maybe maybe it's just you know maybe she just wanted clout. to put it out there for a clout. Yeah, you know. I wonder if she like considers herself a real like Jen Aniston of the situation, and she's maybe. like Angelina Jolie. I must fall. Like I think I wonder how much she views herself as like this is her story, and Giselle has been her antagonist for all these years. Where for all of us, we're like yes, they dated. There was a kid involved uh, at the beginning, but like it's been Tom and Giselle for so long. Like that's the epic couple that like I feel like most people have forgotten about her. So she's done a good job of reminding us she's out there. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Buccaneers are three and four. Oh, wow. Tommy is having a hard time on the field. Maybe he shouldn't have retired or come out of retirement again. Uh, Final thing was just there was a ton of talk about uh, Olivia Wilde's former nanny accusing her of getting rid of her pet dog to spend more time with Harry Styles. It was very like. The nanny accused Olivia of getting rid of a dog. I'm so confused. Okay, wait. Did you guys hear about the salad situation? I heard about it. but About she... how she made the special salad, and then he got mad because she made the special salad, and then he... Uh, did you hear that? Jason Sudeikis yes. got mad? Yeah, I didn't really follow... I didn't get that. What kind of salad is this? Well, this? How good is a salad? I don't know. I think... What kind of dressing was it? I think anything with... Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I want to know. I only love uh, olive oil. Oh, you're, you're that kind of person? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I like more of like a ranch. Yeah, so does my girlfriend. Like you know, ranchy, hearty salad. I'm not a... I like to actually squeeze five packets of dressing with my salad. Oh, yeah. That's not me. We I wouldn't know. eat the same salad. No. Do you like health nut? No. You don't like health nut? No? What's you ever heard of health nut? Oh, that's a thing? I, I thought You've you never asked heard me of if I was nut? a health nut. Salad? No. no. I don't... I don't. Do you sal- know what health nut? I don't nut? salad very well. What? Health, Do- have you ever eaten at health nut? No. Oh, my gosh. No. You guys. Is that a place? Yes, it's a really great salad place. Oh, well, that's why. Okay, you don't like salad. If someone says, like, we're going to go to a salad place, I'd be like, no. Okay, you're like, get me a burger. Yeah. Okay. So it seems like with the, so the quote um, that Sudeikis allegedly said to the nanny was, she made the salad and she made her special dressing and she's leaving with her salad to have dinner with Harry. 
and she has a special salad dressing she makes for us and she's taken it to have it with him now. So I think it's it's kind of like the whole thing of like, this is our thing. And now you're sharing it with this other person. So the, the nanny, like, is there any sexual tension with the nanny or is this this, this is the nanny who like observed this relationship and she's just like talking? It seems like she just kind of went crap. nuclear. Like she's like absolutely exposing so much of their private life. Um, and, and Jason and Olivia finally came together as a united front. Did, did they to not? say like, yeah, to say all of this is like ridiculous and this is so inappropriate of her. Do you think someone's paying the nanny right now to get all this information? Mm. Do you think she's just being offered all this money to just keep? Blurring out all these things. She's probably just doing it on her own. Well, I also think... I think the desire for clout has never been higher. Yeah. I also think there's an element of, within my brief experience, like rubbing shoulders with like the industry. I think people can treat assistants or nannies in ways that are kind of dehumanizing, not like in an intentionally cruel way, but just like always kind of not addressing them or considering them like kind of like, oh, they're just an assistant. Like there's this way of uh, engaging sometimes with support staff that I think can probably feel really degrading over the long term, even if it's not like specific bad behavior from people. So I wonder if there's also kind of this like I have the power now, like after doing all this stuff for you, I'm like never being treated, like feeling like I'm on an equal plane. Do you think there's a little James Corden like sentiment, you know, to that end where... Maybe Olivia and Jason weren't as delightful all the time to the nanny. You never She's know. Little, you never know. I like also felt be- dismissed, or maybe they were wonderfully pleasant and they just hired the wrong nanny. And I think how old is this nanny? Let me look it up. Um, maybe they're resentful. She's anonymous right now. She's anonymous. Oh, yeah. oh, so she's anonymous. That means that she's not looking for clout. She really wants to get it out there. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I also think as did you do any babysitting? I was the best babysitter. It's, Kids love me. Yeah, and it's it's but, a very hard job. It's a really hard job. And also I like I like my best friend's a teacher. And you know, a lot of teachers, they don't even after they don't really even want kids of their own because they're like I have all these children. It's a hard it's a hard job. It really is. And I think there's also it's one of those workplaces where there's so many lines that yeah. in any other job wouldn't get crossed because you're working in someone's home and it's with childcare. Totally. And so I, and I think also in a lot of situations when it works out really well, you feel like a part of the family. But that yeah. means that there's all these blurred lines. And I think there it's ripe for areas of like misinterpretation or people kind of not being on the same page about something. Totally. Does Olivia Wilde love the press? Because like she doesn't she she presents herself as someone who would like who would like who would want to be above the drama and yet she seems to be very always in the middle of the drama well it feels like that's been recently though it's recent but it's I, a lot. I never really used to see her well i don't know i feel like she kind of stayed away from it in the beginning right yeah like i didn't really see her that much and then now just recently i have so. I think it started with her getting served court papers, which is obviously not her fault at all. And it, maybe not even Jason's fault, but if anyone's to blame, it would be him. But I think it was really just the, it seems like whatever like happened. Harry Styles fan base. Yeah, like however she entered that relationship with Harry was messy and seems to be the root of everything. Where it's like, that's the issue with like Shia and Florence and like the movie, that's the issue Shia, with their marriage. Like, all of that stuff seems to come from this one kind of complicated and potentially a little bit sketchy relationship timeline. Dating a, a superstar musician has got to be a challenge. Yeah. And also after... Because there's nothing more passionate than a music fan base, I've learned. 
especially like Harry Styles fans, like oh, the Directioners, the Tumblr generation are like they have a level of fandom that runs so deep and is so unparalleled. Like I think before like Stan became like a word that everybody threw around, like Directioners are the original stands, in my opinion. More than Taylor gonna... Swift fans. Oh, okay, that's an amazing point. Which is also um, Midnight. New album came out. Great Have you album. listened? What do you think? Yeah, yeah. Lavender. I, Haze. I love Taylor Swift. So good. Yeah. Have you always loved her? I've always. I mean, she has the best songs. I mean, how can you not love them? Antihero is good. You know. Yeah. Did you like Midnight? Staring I, at the sun, but never looking the. I mirror. liked her breakup album. Was it nineteen eighty nine? Nineteen Nine was a good one. Yeah, that was really good. But like good the one where she was like, "I'm back," and it was like all those. Oh, and, like, Reputation. Gigi Hadid was in, was was in her video. I think your t- Reputation was it. Rep- okay, Reputation. Okay. But some, I feel like Nineteen Eighty Nine was real good. That was yeah, good that's like all bangers. Yeah, no skips. That's like just fun to, to jam just out jam. Yeah. Every song it's a was jam. Album. Yeah, a hundred percent. I feel like Midnight has gotten some mixed reviews. At has least it? well, it's it's more chill for sure. I have a good question. Who has more followers on Instagram? Oh, you, Taylor. Are you sure? Than Harry? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't bet my life on it. That's, okay, so Taylor Swift has 229 million followers. Oh my gosh. How do you get that? Is that the whole world? Just kidding. <laughs> you got to see 229. And does anybody want to guess how many Harry has? I think he only has. I think he has 200. No, I no. think he's, well, I mean, I think, I think he's below 100 mil. What do you think? What if you had to? What's I'm your gonna, number? I'm gonna say below 100 mil. But that's not a number. No, it isn't. You have to like say a number. 87 million. 87 million. I'm at 201 million. 47.7 million. Oh my gosh. Taylor's 219. Wow, I am very. I'm in shock. Yeah, she's like has more than. Well, she's just been around. She she's has been around been, longer. Like imagine, t- imagine Harry Styles being this famous for another 15 years, 20 years. Right, I mean, I don't know. Like Taylor's been how I don't know how Taylor Swift is. I think she's around. I think she's actually well, nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. She, oh, she's born eighty nine. I was born eighty six. Thirty two. Yeah. Okay, and she's been a star since since probably like I think she's fifteen. Yeah, something. Yeah, 15. so fifteen. I mean, Harry's been a star for a while, but like, so ten years. Yeah. If 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 Harry is like this level of, and I assume he will be because it's Harry Styles, but like. Give it 10 more years. Then he'll have 220 million. Yeah, Taylor's been in the game for a little bit longer. I think part of the reason it's also surprising is that Taylor Swift has like long been a controversial figure. Like I remember even in high school, middle school. Has she? Yeah, I just think she was a figure who a lot of people felt proud to be like, I don't like her. Sure. Do you remember that? That's when you know you're that that famous or that successful when, yeah, you know you've really made it when someone's like, you know what? Everyone else loves you. I'm going to... I haven't seen Star Wars or I haven't seen the Titanic. It's just like this, the, the, you're doing it because everyone else, you want to be, you want to be different. And there's. She's a very dedicated artist as well. I feel like, I don't know if I know, but like she like stays in like a cabin and like does all of her like writing for like months. Right. Or something like that. Have you heard about that? Yeah. Well, I know that she, she also like, writes her own stuff, which she is really all of her significant. Own stuff. She's like very. Dedicated. Very talented. Very yeah. talented. Yeah, I do feel like she's one of those people that almost everyone has an opinion on. Yeah. And with Harry Styles, I think he's less, he's more beloved universally. Like, I don't think there's many people who are like, I actually don't like Harry Styles in the same way that people are kind of proud to be like, yeah, I yeah, don't. Maybe you're she right. doesn't do it for me. True. Not yet, though. Give it time. Give it time. Yeah. Should we get into Love is Blind? Let's get into Love okay. is Blind. Man, well, 
I'm enjoying season three. Great characters, I th- I think. How do we want to do this? Is this there's a lot to cover. Where where do we want to start with this? Yeah, I mean, do we like the? I love the casting. I think they've done a, done a good job with these characters. What you know? Here's what I've noticed. I feel like I don't know if it's the way the show is edited or it seems like we get more authentic conversations with Love Is Blind than we do Bachelor. Hundred percent, totally. You know, like it, 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 I don't know if they're just willing to air stuff, and I think part of it too. What I love is lo- about Love Is Blind compared to The Bachelor, and I said this last season, is they seem to be willing to just show the way they air it. It looks more authentic because they show everyone's good and bad sides. Yeah, and I think The Bachelor doesn't as much. I think they they have their heroes and their villains, and yeah, they'll. And 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 in different seasons, they will flip it. Sometimes well, they love a good redemption story. They also love a, fa- they love, a fall from grace. They love a fall from grace. But in that respective season, there's usually a very kind of hard hitting storyline that might have some nuance and some like peaks and valleys. But for the most part, you know who your heroes and your villains are. Oh, totally. And it's more of a story where this. You know, I think you're seeing a little bit less of that in Paradise, and I think you're getting a little bit more authentic conversations. But with Love is Blind, I think you really get some... They they seem to be willing to talk and say things. And I'm just like, wow. Like, how do they get you to <laughs> admit to that? Yeah, is anything coming to mind specifically? Well, like when Bertice was talking to um, Nancy, and it was that, it was the first time they all got together after seeing everyone's, what they look like, and they clearly all got sauced, and clearly Bertice was drunk. Yes. Nevertheless, he was just like, yeah, so I'm like, I'm attracted to two women, and uh, Raven's more my type, but I love you, uh, but like, she's way more my type. Like, it's the uh, the outward, like... No, I noticed that too, because even I thought I was feeling so uncomfortable in Cole and, wait, the ballet... Colleen, do you remember when Colleen. He, Colleen when he was like, "That's like her." He was saying that's more his type as yeah. well. But he said it to the other girl. What was her name? Uh, Zenab. Thank you. And I'm like, oh my! I would feel so as a. I'm. I'm just. If someone told me, "Wow, I'm more attracted to this person," I would feel so bad about myself. Yeah. Yes, because the, like that's really hard to hear. I think also with like Bartice, it was like nobody asked. Literally, nobody asked no. how you feel about like if you think Raven is like more your type. And like, it was so clear that it was an ego thing for me because he was like, you know, you'd imagine us together. Like we both work out, we both get attention. Like he seemed very fixated on this idea that like he was of a certain caliber of hot. No, Batiste, he, there's a lot of insecurities with Batiste. I I mean, they did a great job casting because it seems like a lot, a lot of people on the show have a lot of insecurities. We all have insecurities. He's also 25. Sure. But Bertice is someone who who fishes for validation a lot. You know, he's always when he even when he compliments, he's complimenting to hopefully receive something back. Yes. You know, where it's just like he, he when he was talking to he was talking to Raven and he's like in there in the pool and he was just like he's like, "Yeah, it's just it's a uh, it's not weird for like it's it wouldn't it's not weird for us right right it's not weird like is is it weird for you is it, because he was so trying to get Raven to say how hot he was and he wanted Raven to act like oh man I don't know I'm just a little uncomfortable with how hot you were he was very much trying to fish 
for that compliment. I'm yes, I, I feel that. very confident in saying that. He likes like, to feel the compliments like all the time. Yeah, and he yeah. he he often gives compliments only to receive them back. Is kind of my read on Bertiz. He has there's a lot of icks with Bertiz. There's a lot of icks. Which I found was so, I felt kind of betrayed because at first him and Nancy were off to such a good start. They seemed so goofy and happy and like they were really willing to be like silly versions of themselves around each other. And then it was like he sees Raven and all of a sudden like the cracks start showing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the overall theme, and we talked a little bit about this before we started Amanda, but you know, so love is blind. You got this premise of this show with, you know, is love blind? Can you fall in love without knowing what they look like? And then once you know what they look like, can you build a relationship even if they're, you know, not your ideal type? So I get that's the premise of the show. Right. But I don't understand why these men seem to, it's, it's, it's one, like, hey, I've, I have a type. I don't know. Do you have a physical type? I do have a type. I don't like tall men. I like shorter men. Okay, you're a sh- you like mm. a short king. Not you- short, but like you know, not I. I don't know. I've, I just have always liked men that are a little bit okay. taller than me. Like yeah, five. Like five eight. Here you go. Are you, are you single? No, my no, my boyfriend is your five boyfriend. Eight. Okay, yeah. that's right. All right, yeah. Well, I'm just saying that for the short kings out there, it was a slide. You know, <laughs> no, no. Like, I'm fully taken by uh, my hot younger boyfriend. And so, uh, do you have a type? Kind of. Kind of. I think I think with like men I have a type. I think okay. with women it's so like not. we it's common for people to have types. We we understand that. But the men on the show seem like it's like I get the assignment, so to speak, but they it's like the way they talk so openly about their lack of physical attraction for some of these women that they have gotten engaged to, they act like they they, they deserve a medal or like some sort of pat on the back for being willing to like explore these relationships where they otherwise would be drawn to a, a more physical attraction. And it's just like so off-putting. They're like, they're like Cole will talk to a wall about his lack of interest in, in Zenob. Yeah, and how Colleen and him, like how Colleen's really his 10. Yeah, and, and am I blind? Because like- That's so terrible. I, I like everyone has a perfor- you know, personal preference, but like he is talking about these two as if they, one is ob- objectively beautiful and the other one, he's just really taking one for the team. And like, I don't. It's so subjective. I don't see it. It's yeah. so, like, I, I personally, like, I, I find myself more drawn to Zena. Like, I'm more drawn to Zen. I'm as well. I actually think that I'm, I find her more attractive. And, and it's just like, I, I just wrote down, is Cole blind? Like, I don't understand. Like, what is he. Also, did I miss something? Is there a a perceived male like fetish for like ballerina dancers? Because the way they started talking about her being a ballerina dancer, or they the way they were framing it, is that like all men are into ballerina dancers? And that was news to me. Is that I know I don't know. Is that a thing? I think kind of. Well, I feel like dancers as a whole are sometimes like. I was an ice skater, and some guy told me that that was a. That's a thing? Like a thing. There's like, oh, I really like ice skaters. I think with any, I think with any kind of dancer, there's already like a like, oh, you can dance, like that's automatically hot. And then I think with ballet dancing, there's this added mystique of like one, I think in the pods. Well, I feel like Colleen was really trying to sell it in the pods. Like that was, she was bringing it up a lot. To be honest, if someone told me they're a ballerina dancer, I think that would be a, a negative for me. Really? But why a negative? I just, I'm just, I just think it would be. Okay. What do you think? Well, it would be a superficial response, but nevertheless, it wouldn't be something that would draw me. 
in. I would be like, interesting. And maybe I'd still fall in love, but I, it definitely wouldn't be a, I need to learn more. Like, it wouldn't excite me. That's yeah. for sure. I feel like there's something about maybe, one, the intensity of ballet dancing, where it feels like it's, and maybe this is me just thinking about, like, the black swan. I was just going to say that. You. But, like, yeah. there's this, like, I feel like there's this hardcore element of, like, to be a ballet dancer, to actually make it to become a professional is so hard. You beat all these crazy odds. You're doing really intensive training. So there's like one, maybe that like, oh, you're hardcore in that way. And there's also like, you're a delicate like statue who's like, has like these long arms and legs and like twirls on your tippy toes. And like, I think there's maybe also this that's just like almost like dull, like Yeah, I element. guess. I don't know. So should we just go through each of the, contestants and just kind of this in, give our thoughts, in, give our thoughts we, about them i like that. uh do we i mean it's amazing how many people don't we don't see i mean i got the list of the full cast maybe we start with um andrew because he was a rel rather prominent character but he's you know he's he's made a like one appearance since then but what did we think of uh the eye drops oh my did gosh. you think it was an, uh, that was ridiculous yeah i as being someone who's been part of that world, I didn't think it was as outrageous as I'm sure most people did. Yeah, it was definitely one of those I don't want to see how the sausage is made moments. No. Yeah. Like, keep that to yourself, Like, Andrew. I don't want to see that, how your tears are made. Yeah. like you know? Well, it wasn't his choice to air that. I'm sure he no. wasn't thrilled. I'm curious if he said something. Well, he asked. He was like, are we rolling? You know I mean, like on, on social or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, he probably set that all up. He probably was like, oh, I'm going to be a meme now. And I'm going to put his eye drops in. He wore suits. I, I think he's watched the movie Stupid Crazy Love like one too many times because he's in the pod and he always suited up. He was always in like a three piece. Is that normal? I think most people in Love is Blind just wore like regular clothes. Like just but comfy he, clothing. He was clearly like trying to play this character. Like Ryan Gosling's character of always wearing oh. suits to like every, which if you watch Stupid Crazy Love, I like I love that movie and I love his character. But when you start like looking at Ryan Gosling's character, who we all love in the movie, we're like, this guy's the biggest douchebag yeah. in the world. He shows up by himself to the same bar every night wearing suits. He has no friends and he goes home with random women every night. Like if you saw that guy, you, yeah, like if this I felt was, bad for If him. you went to the same bar like every once in a while and every time you went there, you'd be like, this is the same fucking guy. He's always wearing suits. He's always by himself. And it's just like, you would just be like, who the fuck is this guy? Anyway. He probably just liked that bar and liked to wear a suit. Anyway, Andrew, um, you know, classic, very high at himself. I mean, like, I love the fact that he's adventurous and like he clearly did he, is did he say trying he new things. sexual experience in Bali or something? Yeah. But it's like, like made him, that's what made him like more sexual. I don't. I think he like read Fifty Shades of Grey. Okay. And like is trying to. He was very much trying to. I mean, the eye drops, if nothing else, told me that everything you saw from Andrew is very much curated and crafted in the image of what he hoped to portray. Whether that's who Andrew really is, I don't really know. Right. But it's it's no matter what you're trying to do, we don't want to see you trying to do it on reality TV. Because I think there's this weird double standard where it's like, even though we know this is so orchestrated, it's an experiment, no, anything but the real world. We still don't want to be reminded of that Did you, or confronted with it. When he was, I think it was, was it Nancy he was talking to? I think it was Nancy, yeah. <gasps> oh. And yeah. he was giving some speech and he like, 
he said some sort of quote and you could tell he was like admiring his own quote when he got done saying it. And I was like, yeah, I really hate this guy. Yeah, yeah. that term, that was like a, I did actually fast forward that part. Um, I was who should we go to next? Yeah, Nancy. Overall, I really enjoyed Nancy. Yeah, family's great. Loved, loved the bro, loved the brother interaction. Her mom's a badass. Yes. Her mom is scary in, in the best possible way. Her mom's great. Yeah. I also, I thought it was, one thing that I appreciated about it was it kind of reminded me of when after Tino's hometown, everyone was like, oh my God, like his family was so mean to her. Like I thought Nancy's mom did a really good job of being very like stand her ground, like don't F with us while also not being hostile. Yeah. It was a bit of a... Like a good balance. A balance. And I love that she was just like saying how she was a... Uh, She's bond. She owns her own like, uh, what is that bond bondsman? Nancy's a smart girl. Okay. Oh yeah. You know the one thing I love about Nancy is that you know she's bubbly and she's cute and she also has brains, right? And the one thing I didn't like though was when Raven was like, "Oh, she's like the girl who I saw in high school at like a Target." I would like walk away, and I'm like, "Okay, you're so jealous of her." You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm. That's a- such a bitchy comment. Well, that's jealousy. As a woman, you you're jealous. Yeah, Raven. Uh, like Raven, no, you don't have what uh, Nancy has. Raven's hard to like. Yeah, I think Raven's beautiful. I think that she presents herself nicely, but there are just things that she does, like when she was eating with the parents for the first time. Yes. Yeah, I was like, I was so just try it. Just I was so embarrassed. When in Rome, like, don't say to the, don't say to him, "Are you gonna swallow? Are you gonna chew that or just swallow that?" Yeah, in front of the mom, <gasps> like he they was, just made you this cuisine, like this beautiful food, and and now you're talking like, "Can I use a fork?" Like they're telling you to use your fingers with it, so do it. Yeah, how I, hard is it? I, I could not have agreed more. Like totally. I, 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 I yelled out, "Just use your hands. Use like, your just hands. Try, just like." Ask for a fork. It was just like, like if I was meeting my so my boyfriend's parents for their time, and like you know they 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 ate with their feet. I would say, okay, let me eat with my feet because I want to impress them and show you know that's those things, right? And it felt like it also wasn't the first time where I like feet, I would eat with my feet. Hands for sure. I don't. If I'm, I listen, if I love the person, I'll do anything. Okay? I get what you're saying, Sorry. but like you're right. I mean, if you're you walk into a house, they clearly they've talked about their culture, they've talked about the importance of uh, of it to them, and, and they've talked about how their culture obviously has some uniquenesses, maybe to what she might be used to. And you say you want to embrace it, and all you have to do is just wash your hands and just pick up. Like she's never eat. It's like she Ravens act like she's never had salsa. You know, like like chips and salsa. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like you eat. We yeah, we we, we, we eat hold, with our hands. Like yeah, we ha- all the time. So many foods we touch. So with many our- f- like wet. Go to a wedding. You're constantly grabbing food with your hand and putting it in your mouth. Yeah, like, like popcorn. You're telling me you're gonna whip out a fork for that? Yeah, like, like oh a, god, is she the person? That, egg? Did she use a fork with her pizza? <laughs> oh my god, is she one? I hope not. I hated that uh, fork moment for her. Yeah. yeah. Really, really. And also the me. face she made when she first <gasps> took a bite. Oh, and she went like this. Yeah. And the mom and it's and the mom the is like looking to her, I like to seeing if she like likes it. it. I thought, oh my God, SK's mom was so kind. The whole, they were yeah. so sweet. I don't know. That for me, I'm like, I would never have treated the mom like that. She's hard to even yeah. if I didn't like it, I'd be like, oh my gosh. This is the best meal I've ever had. Not yes. like, mm, it's a, yeah. What did okay. we think of her when she was talking to Bertice in the pods and she was just like working out? Like, easy to, like, is there a way to justify that? 
you know, maybe they're in the pods for a long time. We don't know how long they're in the pods. Maybe she just wants to get her like squats in. I don't know. Or, or, or does it just speak to like, just maybe how, you know, it's weird because like, I, I respect Raven in the sense that she seems comfortable in her own skin. It's like, she's kind of gives you the, this is who I am. Take True. it or leave it. I like that. I, I do like that with people. Like she's, she's not going out of her way to constantly She's real. Be like she. There's a realness to her. There's no fakeness there. But that so realness that. is someone who pretty much kind of says, "I'm just really selfish. It's really about me." You know, she said to SK when he was like, "Hey, I'm going to school and I'm going to live like a student." And she and she was flat out said again. I appreciate the honesty from her, but she's just like, "I'm just not interested in sacrificing my quality of life." Okay. And it's like. Okay. So I guess I guess you know what? Maybe she's had a lot of bad men in her life and she's like I'm going to just be honest this is what I want and this is what I'm going to get. So. Yeah. Again, like from a communication standpoint, solid. It's just, just a personal preference, but she, nevertheless, she is someone who is is, is unflexible. But selfish. Is it the right? Selfish. Is it she's very selfish. I feel like selfish is she's a word. Selfish. Yes. Yeah. You have to give or take in a relationship. You know what I mean? It's not all about about you. Yeah. It's not your show. Because I really respect that she came on the show in the first place because I think she's someone who, like, as many of the men have commented on, is, like, receives a ton of attention, is very, like, conventionally beautiful and, like, stunning. And so I respect that she went on this show and was like, I would like to take, like, even though I have a huge, like, probably advantage in this area, I want to take that off the table and just, like, connect with someone. I'm sure that was, like, really stretching her like comfort zone etc and also and then when Bartise was trying to like yeah do the thing of like uh oh wow like you're basically being like you're hot and i think he was totally testing to be like is there a chance that we'd flip like not that he necessarily was knew that he wanted to but i think he wanted to know if it was on the table and she was really good about shutting it down and being like i came on this for this xyz reason yeah and so she wasn't flattered by Bartise's like comments about her looks Right. Yeah. And so yeah. I respect her because I think she really sticks to her convictions. I think she's a really disciplined person. It's clear right. that she's very, you know, with like the way she does like Pilates and whatnot, like she's she's someone who is very hardworking and committed to the stuff she wants to be committed to. I think it's when you see tr any attempts at compromise or someone else's input coming in and like her not navigating that always with a lot of openness. I, listen, I would rather be around someone who owns their selfishness rather than someone who pretends to be something they're not. True. At least you know what you're getting from Raven. True. Um, I prefer a real person rather than a fake person. So Yeah. So totally. there is that. If Zenob had more self-confidence, I actually really think she's a well, I, I Yeah. I I'm just, just saying I think she's beautiful, but I don't think she knows how beautiful she is, though. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a very frustrating thing this whole yeah. season watching it. They're, they, she is talking about herself and then subsequently other people and the show even, but it stems from her. It does. It's, it's stemming from her, how she sees herself. And I'm watching this the whole time being like, am I on drugs? Like what? Like No, I felt the same what way. Are, what, why are we talking about this woman as if she is if she's like, not, like, like somehow like not, a, she's a very attractive person. I think person. she's one of the most attractive people on the show, but I don't think she, I think that she honestly, she needs more self-love for herself. Like honestly, Zeneb, if you're watching, you're beautiful and you need to love yourself and know that. Well, I think part of it also has to do with the interaction she's having with Cole, where I think there's been times where like, had she received a little bit of reassurance, 
she would have gone in a very different direction, but she doesn't even not receive reassurance. She receives like actively kind of shitty comments. Cole's such a douche. Like it started with the makeup. Like the first night she was there, she took off her makeup and she'd already like made a joke about it. Like she'd commented on it. It was clearly something she was thinking about and maybe nervous about. And then Cole was like, you looked so different or something. Like like said something to her that was not. Where is Cole from? I just want to know. Where is he from? Like what state? I would. I want to guess Texas. Okay, so what I, I, that's just a total guess. Well, I but think they're seen, all from. They all live in oh, Dallas, Dallas now. Oh, yeah. they live in Dallas, but he just seemed. He's very. My favorite thing bro. was like, oh my god, he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go surfing. He probably doesn't even know how to surf. I don't really like Cole. I'm sorry. No, I, I want, I wanted to like Cole. No, I did too, but I don't. Yeah. I think he's one of those guys that just. For me, it was mm-mm. the. Uh, well, yeah, and he wouldn't shut up. It's like he would just He does talk. not shut up. He wouldn't yeah. shut up about how how much he wasn't attracted to Zenob. I just it made me frustrated. Like Zenob's cuter than him. I wanted to, he he made a comment that really stuck with me. Oh, is it that I don't like you when you're mad? Yes. Oh, I don't like that. He said to Zenob, I don't like you when you're mad. Very manipulative. So manipulative. So and so immature. Yeah. It's just like, well, first of all, he kind of acts like a, ha- like a 19-year-old. She has a right you know to be I mean? frustrated or upset. And to say, like, you could tell, like, he also said it to her when you could tell she was feeling vulnerable. She was upset with him about how he spoke to her and how he made her feel. So then he gets defensive. And his response to that is not to say, I'm sorry, I hurt your feelings. Or, or even he didn't even offer a bad apology. You know, the bad apology being like, I'm sorry you're upset with me. You know, like, which is not even an apology, but even that's like at least an attempt at empathy. Right. You know, but he goes in a, in a very kind of like matter of fact way. I hate it when you're mad. I don't or I don't like, like you. When I you're don't mad. like you when you're mad, which is it, it. you could tell. Now, I don't know how Machiavellian he is. And I don't I think oftentimes when we say manipulative things, I don't think we're consciously like you know, evil geniuses trying to manipulate people. I think we all say manipulative things in relationships and we all can be, pa- being passive aggressive is a form of manipulation. Like you're not saying exactly how you feel. You're you're saying something else and you're trying to get them to do something without having to say it. That's, you know, in a way manipulative. But the way he said that, you could tell. Uh, like emotionally neglectful a little think, bit. Okay, emotionally neglectful. Certainly immature. Yeah. Uh, you know. And I thought it was so one of the fights that they had that they mentioned was they were like, oh, we're fighting about the difference between good and great. And it's like when you hear it like that, it sounds silly. But then when Zenev explains it, she was like, I said we had a great night. And Cole responded, yeah, it was good. I, I get what she's I'm team Zenev there. Yeah, me too. Like for sure. There's never anything that like makes her feel good. Like he's not saying like, you know, he, yeah, he always goes out of his way to make her feel like she needs to do more to win him over. I, He's never like reassuring, reassuring her, and all she all she wants, she makes it pretty clear. She uh, she says that it. she just wants some reassurance, wants and some validation. You know, a little bit of like, hey, and and Bertice does this a lot too, where it's like I don't know if it's they're they're airing this it this way or what, but you just hear these guys constantly complain, and then it's all of a sudden they're. No, but I'm in love with you. Like, but no, we're I'm I'm committed to this. But I'm I'm in love. And like they're they're just saying it to themselves. It's like they're trying to convince themselves. And I don't know, like they keep referring to this experiment. And you know, obviously they think there's disingenuous people on these shows. But yeah, I I, I feel like it's 
It feels like more. It, the guys seem in more for clout than the women. A hundred percent. At least that's how it comes across. Say, Maybe the women are better at in, hiding that. In any of your past relationships, like mine, or like the one thing I would always love was when someone reassured me how much they were into me and how pretty I was, and like made me feel like, God, this guy's really the girl's into me. You know what I mean? And so, you know what I mean? Yeah, I just it's, went, it's so relatable. I think, and I feel like that's, and it's not totally gendered because I think there's also like no, it's everyone. Yeah, yeah, I, and it's so easy. I think to end up in this standoff where like one person needs reassurance and the other person just feels unappreciated, and then the re- person who needs reassurance is like, please, like, can you just like give me something here? Yeah. Like, was Zeneb like with her like not wanting to get in the water because she didn't want to like mess up her hair and her outfit? Like, it was you could tell it was the standoff where Cole's like, she's not being fun, so like yeah. I don't feel positively towards her, so I'm not complimenting her when she's like she clearly needs some reassurance for her to feel more comfortable and then she'll be more like fun and go with the flow and yeah it's a it's a definitely a chicken versus the egg kind of snowball situation but it and and zenob i do i don't think cole's created this insecurity i think it's clear that this She's brought this with her. No, she you know? brought it with her. Uh, he just made he it work. Fanned the flame. But he, he, yes. fanned, he made that flame a lot. Higher. He's adding logs to yeah. the fire. Oh, so many logs, and he just keeps piling on. And then instead of of trying to empathize with her, he's getting defensive and saying things like, "I don't like you when you're mad." So it's a it's it's very controlling. And you know what I would wish? I wish she will say, "God, that guy's so much hotter than you." To, to him. him. That's what I would that, love. Do you think that would really? I would love them for, for them to be like at a restaurant, be like, "Oh my god, that guy is so much hotter than you," just to make him feel. Mm. Sure. Yeah, I'd be like, "Oh my god, see, that's my ten. You know, when I was trying to describe it before, like, <laughs> oh, that's what oh, I was oh like. yeah, this yeah. is my that's my ten. You're my. Mm. Mm. My question is, do you do you ever want to hear someone rate another person on a scale of one to ten? No. No. I, I feel like, can we as a society graduate? Also, I would lie. No. I mean, I'm just saying, like, I'm not going to make my, like, listen, if there's Brad Pitt in front of me and then like, he's, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, yes, Brad Pitt's hot. I know to me, you know, but I'm just saying, I'm not going to make my yeah. boyfriend feel like my boyfriend's really hot though. But I'm just saying, I'm not going to make him feel. I, I'm fine. I get what you're saying. I'm fine with like. Oh, you're a real person. You're with your person. friends, talk all you want. Like give the, the numbers, whatever, in close spaces. But like you shouldn't be like about other people to people you know. No. You know, in a dating situation, like you shouldn't be talking about other women to a date. And if you're a woman, you shouldn't be doing that about no. men. And you shouldn't like, you know, like I'm not so bent out of shape about a group of women getting together and rating men. That's whatever. I don't want to hear my boyfriend telling me that he thinks someone else is attractive. I just don't want to hear it. I get what you're saying, yeah. I you know it's in I'm someone who like in a relationship, I want to have the type of relationship with someone who we can graduate to the point where we're secure enough where we can acknowledge that there are other attractive yeah. people. That's fine. That's a far cry between meeting someone in a science experiment, barely knowing them, and then off the bat, Cole, like, demanding, it's just like, whatever, there's other people who are attractive. Like, why why is it a crime to say that? It's like, it's not a fucking crime to say that, but, like, your desire and need to have to say that and ram it down her throat is the problem. It's not that, like, there are other people who are attractive out there. It's just that you won't shut the fuck up about it. Also, they just started dating. Yeah, right. like you don't right like now, you've got to graduate to that. Like, and right now, your priority. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like th- this is your growing time. This isn't your. 
Yeah. Because I feel like so often the defense is like, but I'm with you, babe. Like, I, like, oh, I chose yeah. you. So, and I, they yeah. chose you. I chose you. And they don't, you. you're the chosen one. And they don't really have that in the same way when it comes to attraction because they didn't choose this partner based off of no. looks. So there's not that built-in security yeah. of knowing that, like, your partner, like, walked up to you, sought you out on that physical standpoint. You only have, like, the emotional connection to, like, certainty to go off of. And as much, and men are are no different than women here, as much as we want to be with someone that we're attracted to, we want to be with someone who thinks, who is obsessed with us. You know, we want totally. to be with someone who has the hots for us too. I want, so I, like, same. So like the fact that Cole's so willing to talk this way, knowing full well that he, like to your point earlier, like you want him, you want her to say, oh. I, I want her to make him feel insecure. Yeah. Like I, so badly. He, he would, right? Because he, you know he, would. He, wants, he wants to feel sexy just like she this wants to narcissist. feel sexy. Well, we all just want, we want to feel validated that way. We want to be. We want to feel desired, and men want to feel desired just like women do. And the fact that he can't empathize with Zenob in that way is immature at best and a red flag. Can most. I say one thing? When Brennan meets um, Alexa's parents for the first time, can I tell you my favorite thing out of that whole episode was when they were like about religion because that's a big thing, right? So like men and women, like you know, it's hard for them to like say. I thought he said said it so perfectly about how he would be willing to when he was he was willing to 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 convert no, convert yeah. yeah and i thought that was like so sweet because that's a big deal you know what i mean i think that's like i don't know i like that. no i really like uh, uh alexa and brennan they're so culturally you can tell how different they are yes like so much like so different but he's brennan's so willing to but I, to yeah, convert he, to like he has an open-mindedness know? for someone who would who comes across as someone who might not be that open-minded and like they there's they have very different upbringings like, very different and it's kind of it's this fat like they're a very fascinating couple to watch and i've really enjoyed them they seem to be unfortunately we i, I feel like we're we don't get to see it, uh, as much as, as them as other couples and no. i think it's because they're the, the least toxic yes yeah they're not toxic they're actually right? quite normal they, yeah yeah they're i like to watch they're figuring them, it out they've their bumps in the roads have been like you know, when they were talking cult about culture and upbringing where it's like, well, that's different, you know, like a lot but of I that. Lo I loved that though. And I love like, you exactly, know, I've been, I've heard, I've been in many, like my three best friends are is Israeli. And I feel like, you know, a lot of times religion is one of the biggest things, right? Whether whoever cares about whatever. But um, I think for him to say that was a really like, like that means that he really wants to invest in her. So yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, and I think he's been providing so much reassurance. When yes. you think about, like, what are we looking for from, like, Cole or Bartice or, like, these other men, it's like, and SK does a great job, too, of, like, just showing in little ways that you are in this, like, in the long haul. Like, I don't think Brennan has ever used conditional when talking about their life together unless it's something where they're going to decide. But then you had, I don't know if it was Bartice or Cole, and I'm sure it was both of them, have started being like, well, if we get married, if we do that, even though, like, you proposed. And I get that it's, like, it's up in the air, but you're not saying if we get married in the context of, like, a should we get married or not. It's, you're having a totally different conversation and just kind of, like, planting this little seed of, like, and this isn't happening for sure. Totally. Yeah. I I all I did think when 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 SK met Raven's friends, I thought that was a really interesting conversation. How they observed how SK only says yes. 
Yes. And they were like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I didn't pick up on that the way they did. And I thought that was very observant of her friends. And it seemed like their read on the situation was Raven has all the power and control in this relationship. And it seemed like as much as Raven is Raven and, and used to it, I got a sense that they, what they were saying about their friend is she needs someone to. She needs someone to control her. Not control bit. her, but like to who who's at least her equal. Okay. Who she feels like she can't push around because she, Raven will push. Raven needs someone who pushes back. But and you it doesn't know, seem like SK does all that much pushing back. Sometimes though, I will say, sometimes you need, she might need someone like that though because someone that's up. too powerful. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Sometimes when you have a strong woman, if the man is stronger, it's not going to work. It's a control thing, right? Sometimes she might need someone that is a yes man and that will just Maybe. do that. Her I'm just friends, saying. Her friends don't think so. But well, I don't think her friends know. Yeah. Well, I'm also curious, like, how much this, how much Raven would identify this headspace as being, like, really unusual. Because I think even when she was meeting SK's mom, like at first, yeah, there was the terrible cringe fork moment. There was the face she first made. But then as she went on, I think she warmed up a little bit. And I had this moment of being like, hmm, I think maybe because she's so confident and stunning, I forget that she's a human who can have insecurity and that this could be like this aloofness that I, I'm sometimes is coming off as like kind of cold or kind of rigid or kind of selfish could be like the manifestation of her just being really, really guarded right now. Well, I mean, as someone who can be aloof, like I, I don't, I don't pick up her selfishness from her aloofness or her rigidness or coldness. I just pick up her selfishness on some of the things she says about her unwilling to be flexible in certain areas of her life. Yeah, I I'm less judgmental about her coldness because I because she's self aware about it. I love that she was. It's like, listen, I'm not that affection of a, of a person, and I think that's hard for someone to say because I think as a society we often judge those type of people. So I gave her a lot of props for actually owning that because like at least she's just being upfront with like, hey, I'm I'm just my love language isn't physical touch kind of thing. I think she wants to be. Yeah, and I and I find that I found that to be a little bit endearing to I you yeah the way she said I think it, she wants it yeah the way she said it was almost like hey I hit you know I don't think she's just, just I don't you know think she I do this it. kind of thing I don't think she's ever had yeah. someone that made her feel like that yeah what do you make about her and SK's dynamic like because they uh, they're being honest I don't like I I to be honest with you I I feel bad for him I feel like she treats him not great to be honest like even when she went into his place and she was like what's this like and I had these beautiful you know, things in his place that he, you know, the, what was that, the thing to get the, oh yeah, it was like a, it had spiritual, it was significance. A spiritual significance and it was something that, you know, from his culture and like for her to just say like, look at all these, you know what I mean? I don't know. I didn't like that. She doesn't, yeah, she doesn't do a good job of, of, of accepting him though. Yeah. Or like making him feel or making loved. him feel good and like loved. Like, I don't like She's that. a little bit of the cold in the, in that relationship. She, yeah. And he's a little bit of, I like her way more own. than Cole though. Cole, I do not like, you really hate Cole. I honestly, if he came in here, I would love to tell him off. Yes. What would you say? I would say, you're a one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're a one. You're a one. Um, we haven't talked a lot about Colleen. Wait, which messy. one? Marina. Colleen. Messy. Colleen. Yeah. Messy, messy, messy. I, I don't, yeah, I don't. Oh. I, I don't get it. I think I, Colleen I is. I just don't get it. I don't know. I don't think she knows who she is yet. Yeah. I think she's, uh, you know, I think there, there comes a time in life, you know, I truly believe you can't be in a relationship unless you find yourself first. Totally. I've been divorced. I'm, listen, I, I met my 
Are we going into personal? Sure. sure. Okay, fine. Okay, so um, I got married when I was 23. I'm 36. But I was not the person that I was at 23, right? I don't know who I was. But now, this ripe age of 36, um, I feel like I found myself. And I, I'm ready to be in a gr- great relationship because yeah. I know who I am now. Do you get what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, that happens all the time. And I'm just saying as, as life experience, whether you're with a man or a woman, you know, I feel like a great relationship, you really, it comes within yourself first. I think, And I don't think Colleen knows who she is yet. Colleen mm-hmm. seems to type, be the type of person who often chases physical appearance as well. She strikes me as that. Like I, She strikes me as someone who seeks validation from people she perceives as prizes based off of their physical appearance. Interesting. Yeah, I, w- I wonder, I wasn't picking up on that super strong, but I think it makes a lot of sense like being a ballerina, I think there's so, and granted, I only know the tip of the iceberg about like the dance world, but from friends who I've talked to about it, it's like, there's so much of this, like similar to modeling, like you're replaceable. Like there's a million girls who want this spot. You are utterly replaceable. And there's this like very big physical component of like, not just like, what are you capable of? But like, this is a performance role. Like, what do you look like? And so I wonder if kind of being in an environment where like the way people look and carry themselves is like very significant if that just that. infuses do you yeah. think she's lying do you really think she's a ballet dancer honestly yeah i, I mean I <laughs> no think, no but i mean really think about it i think she's no, been no, a ballet but really dancer. you guys think about it look at the title ballet dancer okay cool you're a ballet dancer is that do you just go to your your local place and ballet dance or are you like on like do, do you know do you know yeah, are you, are you reali- a teacher it's reality tv at some point she definitely was a ballet dancer okay so like but she probably you're right she probably what is your currently job then? dancing what do you do no, not you. I'm asking, like, what is, is that her job? Yeah, but, like, that's the thing. Some of them have more of a job, and some of them have, you know, I guess most of them just have jobs. I see No, they you, all have jobs. Job. A ballet dancer, that's like me saying. So she's performing. That would, you're right. Yeah, that would are, suggest that she's currently So you're performing. currently, she's on tour performing as a ballet dancer. Or maybe. In, yeah. Or not. Or maybe she just does it all day at her studio next to her house all day. Just twirls. Maybe. Yeah, I wonder. Do you see what I'm saying? No, I get what you're saying. It's you a very, it's, it's just a it's very, very interesting. Ba- like, if there was a teacher next to it, I would say, "Oh, cute." I'm so used to watching Bachelor in Paradise now, where they they're changing these crayons. Like, senior. Digital Do you guys see PR how I just strategy. caught that? Wow. Yeah. I just want to show you. She is not. She's a ballet dancer on the weekends. She was a ballet dancer. A, she was maybe at a. Maybe she, she has balleted. She has balleted. Yeah. In high school. And anyway. I'm sure she maybe like does like shows every now and then but yeah it's it felt like a real branding thing where i think I thought she's she used really to getting like a lot of like oh you're a ballet dancer like how interesting but my read on on her but that means that colleen is saying ballet dancer because she it's a sexual thing like i'm flexible yeah she did i'm just say saying that. i'm just saying it's, oh, it's a thing i think she's been chasing really attractive men her whole life and being and gotten rejected often i think she gets rejected often like Men that I'm not she just perceives... saying that because of look was. I'm just saying as person. I'm sorry. I'm not. No, into no, Colleen. no, no. I'm thinking about it. I mean, she's an attractive person. I'm saying like she's going after guys that she sees as super attractive, whatever her type is, and I think she's often trying to. And she she aims high. You know, good for her. She's she's setting high goals, so to speak. But I think she and but she's doing it because she wants she finds validation in that. And if she can get the arm arm candy, so to speak. I don't even know that it's like the hot, like the hotness of people that she's going after so much as the way that it seems like she feels 
really dependent on them so early on. Yeah. Like it's felt like when she was talking about rejection, you know, because she got, she got rejected in the pods. And then finally with Matt, when they had their first fight and she was like, I just like anything, I just can't lose him. Like she just like was really, it, it, she became incredibly concerned. And there was a lot of like, it was just kind of like the opposite of like, I feel self-sufficient. Like, I know I will be okay no matter what. Like, it was I very... I honestly felt like that was more her not wanting to leave the show. Hmm. Yeah, I think so too. Because I honestly, like, I, I, I look at Matt and Colleen and I see Colleen, again, if the real world. Like, Matt, it, Colleen is going after the Coles in the real life. And, and even like people who might even who are, were common society might perceive as slightly prettier than Cole. I think she's been chasing a lot of those men. And I think someone like Matt is a type of person who's been chasing Colleen. So yeah, what did we think of the fight between Colleen and Matt? In the group setting, it was discovered through conversations that Cole and Colleen had a talk and they both basically talked, they both acknowledged to one another on some version that they would that they were attracted to each other. And I think and one in of the, the real world that they were, they would maybe date. Or like right? approach each other out of They would of approach oh. each other. Okay. And, and Matt was just like, we're engaged. Like, what the fuck? Now, keep in mind, remember that Matt was, Matt was like ghosted by his tenure fiance. Oh, so there's some, there is some, he's there's been PTSD on. Yeah, in there. Yeah, he's got some PTSD. He's got things he needs to work on. So, and also, when Colleen and Matt are first getting along, I thought one of the most like sweet, pretty moments was when he was like, I would walk up to you at a bar. Like, I would approach you in the real world. Like, I've, I remember being like, aw. So I, I feel know. like it also probably sucked to have that language that you thought was like a connecting yes. thing that made you feel special, yeah. like used with someone else. Here is my problem with, with, with Matt, how he reacted. In a reality TV space, I think we have to be careful about criticizing people getting angry with music and things like that. I know we want to be mindful of watching these behaviors. And, and yes... I know it can be scary when men get angry because there's obviously, unfortunately, a lot of examples of of toxic men getting physical. Yeah, and and we have to be mindful of that, you know. And and there there was an intensity with this with 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 this fight. I think obviously the music played a role. As soon as they got angry, you hear this. You hear this music. But at the end of the day, you know, Matt got Matt got very angry, and it was an uncomfortable to watch. But you know, he didn't ultimately you know say anything to her to want to hurt her he was he he was very clearly hurt and he expressed that by you know he was he he swore and but ultimately it just ended and I, it was really uncomfortable but my big problem was is the next day it's like i would understand that this would be a non-negotiable for matt hey i've been cheated on i have this thing I'm not okay with it. Yeah. But then the next day he was just like, oh, well, we made up. And it, then to me, that just told me that Matt's a reactive guy. That if something is not a non-negotiable for you and you have some like wiggle room, then you need to be able to control those emotions a little bit more in the in the moment, you know? Like you don't get to just always pack, like we've seen him pack his bags twice now like it ended with the cliffhanger of him packing his bags again for the second time which uh, what an amazing line which this is the real world it's wednesday and it's 2 a.m like that was amazing <laughs> but i just think he's a very reactive guy who you know granted he's been hurt and that sucks and i empathize with that but 
he has to be able to control his emotions better in the moment. He needs therapy. Uh, yeah, I, he definitely has to work through this, him, him being cheated on. He's not on the right show right now. He needs to work on himself. He needs to work on himself first and then come back to this show in like a year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think him being okay with it the very next day told me that he is reactive to a point where I think he needs to to work on that because it's it can look scary and it can look uh yeah, it can look scary. You know, he has the right to get mad and he has the right to feel, but personally like for me i don't know like if 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 your boyfriend if you found out uh that and again like i i recognize that there are other attractive guys out there that my girlfriend's attracted to i get it you know i don't want to hear it all the time i get it if i found out that nally or let's say you you found out that your boyfriend met a person you thought he thought they were attractive and you found out that he kind of said something to the effect because the comment was, you know, in another life I would, you know, if I was, if I didn't have a girlfriend, I would, I have a girlfriend, but you know, Hey, you know, it's too bad. I have a boyfriend. I, I've had women say that to me. It's, Oh, it's too bad. You have a girlfriend. Oh, oh no. I mm -hmm. would be irritated. Don't I would be, wrong. I would listen. You don't say that to any, like, no, but would you, would you lose your shit? Would you break up? Would you storm out? Would you if pack I your bags? If I found out that, my hot 31-year-old boyfriend said um, to another woman um, that in another lifetime, like, if I didn't have a, or if I didn't have a girlfriend, I would definitely go for you. Uh, yeah, I would flip out. Like, don't talk to another girl like that. Absolutely not. I would be annoyed. I would be frustrated. I would say, I don't really appreciate that. Like, and I say that as someone who has also been cheated on, you know, but I, I wouldn't, he, I wouldn't act like he did. I wouldn't be, cra I wouldn't act like he did. I wouldn't, but I still would be reactive. I'd be like, that's terrible what you just said. Sorry. Yeah, it would make me feel like shit, you know? I'm a really real person. Like, I, if, if I feel like I'm not getting attention, I go, I'm, I need more attention today. Thank you. Yeah. yeah I, I just, think, I just like, I think it would make me feel more insecure than it would make me feel angry. I think insecure as well. Yeah, I, 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 I just didn't get the anger. Like, and again, he has so right, much of it. He, but, and, and. He has the right to feel that way. A lot of people would get angry. I just, I, I would be annoyed. I would be more annoyed than I would be angry. Yeah. Because there is a part of me that would be the realistic part of me would be like, I mean, I, I, I get it. And I think we're all capable of saying shit that in the moment we don't think is all that big of a deal. But then if, if our partner did it, we would lose our shit. You but know? like I said, they honestly haven't been, how long have they been dating? I mean, for real, like what was like the long, what's like the, like I think seven days in the past, okay. not right? very long. No, so, and that's the thing. You we're can't we're take... hearing them all no. say that we're hearing them think out loud in this kind of very crazy environment. And that's the thing. I give all these people grace. Like all these people are probably deprived of sleep. They yes. are all stressed out. They, they have the pressure of getting Matt, who was dating someone for 10 years who got cheated on is now facing a decision to get married to someone he's known for less than a month. I can only imagine that pressure he must be facing on, am I about to make the biggest mistake of my life, even if he's doing it for the clout? I don't know. Yeah. I will say though, when it came to Colleen, uh, I'll do anything, I'll do anything. It To me, that felt more like wanting to stay on the show than begging for Matt not to leave her. I think Colleen is, um, it's, she wants to just stay on the show. It's a clout thing. Yeah, be because honest. like it ended with her, it like it ended with her being at the club. Is she also, is she at the clubs with Cole? 
Hmm. It was unclear. Yeah. She just didn't come home. I think she's just out. I don't think she's out with Cole. I think she's out doing her, her ballet moves. <laughs> twirling. She's twirling in the club. Yeah, and uh, she she doesn't want to be tied down. Like, Matt Matt wants, Matt wants a wife. He Matt wants, wants a, a wife? He wants a very traditional wife. Who at, cooks dinner. Who loves him. And and I, I think he's... No Postmates. <laughs> no Postmates, yeah. He wants a... And I think Colleen is just... Breakfast, lunch, Colleen dinner. is not into... Colleen needs to feel validated by who she's with. And I don't think Matt validates her. Yeah, like Colleen needs a guy who like cooks dinner for her while she's like out. I don't even think he cooks, yeah, no. Yeah, she needs that, someone her like hung over, like in the morning if she's really hungover, she needs a man that'll make her, you know, a, a peanut butter and jelly in the morning. No, I know what I think. I think she needs a man that she thinks other women want to have sex with. Oh mm. God, that's toxic. But yeah, but I, then I feel like that's enabling. Like, yeah, I'm not it saying is. it's right. I'm just saying. But, it, but you are right though. <clears throat> There's a toxic thing about her. Yeah, like There's a very comparative. Very, yeah. She, yeah, maybe Insecure. that's the best way of saying it. Forgetting about like attractive, she, I think, is attracted to men that other women want. Yes. And and Matt is not the type of guy who walks into a bar and heads turn. No. And she will feel validated by landing. She she only is going after fuck boys because she wants the fuck boy to pick her, so she feels special. Well, I also I think she's so insecure that she just wants that. Yeah. yeah. Do you think there can be two nurturing people in a relationship? Like when we're saying like, oh, she's the one, like Matt's the one who expects like her to take care of all these things. Like, do you think in most relationships there's like one person who's a little bit more like caretakey and those kinds of like... I, th I think often it's not the same and, and, and I think it's often not equitable. I think ideally you want two people who... You don't want to have one person who's only the empathetic person who's always like... I feel like me and my, my man are the same. Yeah. I but it's like so nice though, because when you have someone that when you guys both are like annoyed with the, like the respect factor of each other, like we're never I don't know. It's been nice. Yeah, I think you, you need a balance. You have I mean, yeah. I, but I often think it's not the case. I think there is often the case where one person leans on the other person for comfort and stability and there's always one person who is just like Totally it'll be okay and like I get Nancy and Zenob I think are usually those people. And I think they often go I think they extend too much. You know, because I think they they have their insecurities. Well, actually, Nancy, honestly, Nancy <gasps> doesn't seem all that insecure. Oh, my God. Nancy has no. like a million children in the world. That's, oh, that's right. I forgot about yes. that. Yes. Remember she sold her eggs or something? Yeah. She has a few. She, I don't know I, about a million. No, she said there could be like lots. Really? So there could be a lot. I really like Like 400. Great genes. Yeah, I would love more Nancys in the world. Yeah. And I think, and her brother made a comment that I thought was so spot on where when Bartice was like, yeah, she's great. Like... And I like who I am when I'm with her. Her brother was like, yeah, everybody does. Like, she brings out the best in people. She's so that. warm and vibrant and, like, positive. She and has her shit together. She has her sh she's so smart. Oh, my God. Also, let's talk about the finance of it all. Like, of how they were, like, the conversations yeah. about money that happened. He immediately, Bertice liked her more when he found out that she had money. Yes. Oh, and, like, the houses, right? You could see it's the like... wheels turning about him being like, oh, she just, her value just, like, went up yeah. 10 points. Yeah, 100%. I, Bertice, like... He seems like he 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 means well, but I just I don't like Bartiz. He's not my favorite. Not my fave. Yeah, he just he's kind of a. There's a certain energy about him that just is is. Always I think he's throw, a fake. I don't. I don't think he's. A, I think he doesn't know who he is. No, he doesn't. And I think it, I I think his lack of self confidence comes across as disingenuous. 
100%. Yeah, and he reads phony because I think he's... Oh, we didn't even get into the whole... I, th- I just thought it was really interesting that the show's talking about abortion. abortion. I know, that oh. was another thing where I'm like, we're not in ABC anymore. Oh my yeah. gosh. I mean, it was a big conversation. Here's what I liked about it. Regardless of where you stand on this point of view, is that they were... E- they both felt strongly about it, and I liked that they allowed each other to be heard without judgment yeah. and there were conversations i i i like that the show did that i i'm glad that they showed a couple having this conversation that it didn't turn into an explosion that that ended with thank you for hearing me out your 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 opinion's important to me i want to think more on this giving your points of view on this and the fact that they were both able to do that to a certain degree i thought was uplifting in a time where that often isn't happening. What I didn't like is that Bertie's putting Nancy on blast in front of her whole family. Like he brought up the abortion conversation in front of his family, knowing obviously how his family feels about it, and then put Nancy on blast. Like he did it in a way where he was like, oh, I just love that we can talk about these things, but completely threw her under the bus and put her on blast. And, and, And Nancy handed herself... Well, Nancy can handle anything. Yeah, she was stood her ground and very poised and talked about, hey, you know, and you could tell she felt uncomfortable. It's just really interesting, but I really, I did not like how Bertice threw Nancy under the bus during that conversation and and basically pitted his entire family against Nancy. Totally. And it felt a bit covert. I think we should really normalize those conversations. It felt like Bertice wanted his family to like back him up. Almost in a way. Right. Like he was calling in extra troops yeah. for this battle. Yeah. And being like, and kind of playing a game of chicken with her about being like, yeah. So like, tell my family about how you feel about this kind of thing. Yeah. It, it, that, whether, I didn't like that. Whether, yeah, I, I didn't like that at all. I found Bartiz's take confusing. Where's what Where I, he was like, you get one no, mistake. Yeah, I, was no. like, I was like, I have really strong opinions about this. I respect that there's people who have different opinions than me. But you're right. It's either, but the, uh, but the is idea, it a moral issue or is it not? And if it's a moral issue, you don't get a freebie. If you think it's a moral issue and if you're comparing it to, say, murder, okay. If that's where no, your head's at. No one's saying you get one pass when oh it comes to God. murder. And Bertice is just like, I'll give you one. But after that, no. Like, yeah, you're losing me, Bertice. That did not line up. Can I say one thing? You guys can cut it out if you want and you can use it if you want. Thank God for Planned Parenthood because when I was 16... I had to have an abortion because I used a condom and there was a little holy in there. So thank you, Planned Parenthood. Wouldn't be where I am today. And I think people have every right to not make that same choice for themselves. Like it is very much where like if someone does not believe that an abortion would be the right choice for them, they have every right to do that. (laughs) But Bartiz. But when you start, you know, morally judging other people and shaming them for a belief that they don't share with yours, but then start saying how like, you can get a hall pass on something that you deem to be morally apprehensible, you start losing me. I don't think anyone should be shamed for anything. Yeah. I think totally. everyone is, should, is entitled to their opinions. I don't, I'm my person and that's, you know? Yeah. And I think that's one of the great, one of the reasons I think this is such, like, it's such a hard topic to it discuss is. is because it's, we use, like, it's it's become this huge, like, polarizing moral issue but in act- I think people's beliefs are very different than their practices around this issue, where yes. people who might have really strong 
philosophical ideas of it have a really different reaction when their 14-year-old daughter becomes pregnant. Or when they get someone pregnant. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. It was, it, if nothing I think, else, I thought it was very interesting that Love is Blind chose aired, to air that. I don't think anyone should be judged for anything. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Should we text it office hours? Uh, you ready for texting office hours? And, and as lots of epi- lots to cover. We'll, yes. Uh, if we didn't talk about your favorite topic, we're sorry. There were seven freaking episodes. Comment. Comment. <laughs> Comment discuss. and we'll hit it next time. <laughs> we'll hit it next time. Uh, more next week. It's time for texting office hours. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. What's your names? My name's Katie and I am 23 and I'm Sarah and I'm 29. All right. Uh, How can I help ladies? So I wrote in for Katie because she was recently broken up with over the phone and then ended up writing him a letter, put it in the mail. And then later that day, saw that he was on hinge and started freaking out. So now we kind of just need advice what to do from here. Okay. Wow. All right. Sorry for your loss. How long are you dating? <laughs> How long are you dating him? Um, we had been dating for about three months. Okay, so it's early. It's fresh. It's fresh. Yes, yes. But still, it fresh. yeah. Not you know three yeah. months. What, I, did, yeah. what did you what, what did you like about him? Um, he was very mature. So he was the first older guy that kind of dated. He's only twenty five, but I liked that. He was more established. Um, we had a lot in common. Um, I don't know. I had just kind of recovered from being cheated on. And this, this was the first guy that I had gotten okay. with since kind of recovering from that. All right. Yeah. And, and how long ago uh, before you were cheated on, before you met this other guy? I think like seven months. Okay. Right. Still pretty fresh. It's fresh, but yeah. still. And were you doing a lot of dating in between or was this the guy, the first guy you really gave any attention to? It was the first guy I've really given any attention to. And we met off of Hinge. And I actually kind of ignored him for a really long time because I got on the apps. And I was like, I don't really want to meet anybody right now. And he had pursued me at the beginning of June when we matched. And he was like, hey, let's go out on an actual date. And I was just kind of like, no, no, like, I really don't feel it. And then at the beginning of, I guess, well, end of July, beginning of August, is when I was like feeling better about myself. And I was like, okay, I'll actually go on a date with you. And we went on this great first date. And then ever since then, we had been seeing each other pretty consistently um, two to three times a week. And he was really like putting in a really great effort to actually date me and take me on dates. It wasn't what I was used to dating younger guys where it was like, okay, we'll go on one date and then we'll just like hang out or whatever. He was actually very thoughtful which made me grow like a lot fonder sure of him like a lot quicker so then it was going really really well we were pretty exclusive um boyfriend girlfriend and he went back home to the midwest where i also have family in the state that he's from and he everything's going fine no red flags still texting, communicating, making plans to see each other. And he gets back from this long weekend visiting his family. And I can tell things when he gets back to the state that we live in now, that things are just kind of off communication wise. Usually we were going to make plans to see each other later that week. And I don't see really any red flags yet. 
And he just calls me up out of nowhere and breaks up with me and says, Hey, there's potential for me to move back home in a couple months. I don't want a serious relationship. I don't know if that's really true that there wasn't any red flags when he got back though, because he was like barely responding to her for that whole week. So she was kind of freaking out. Like something's happening. He's pulling away. And then she got the, Hey, can I call you text? Like he was still responding to me, but like the time was like every like four to six hours. And it was also while he was in his home state. Yeah. And then you wrote him a letter. Yeah. Because (laughs) do you, do we have like a written letter, an email, a written letter, a written letter. And I sent it to his house because you probably don't have a photograph of this letter. Do you? I sent sent it to you. You, We have the letter. Wait, while they look for the letter, did you check his socials on on Instagram? I have it. Hold on. Maybe I have it. So this letter is the draft that may not be exactly what she sent, but it was my edited version, what I thought she should send. (laughs) It should be. It's pretty long. (laughs) But basically, I ended the phone call. It was like a three minute breakup phone call where he was like, you're a great girl, yada, yada, yada. Really like you really had a great time getting to know you. Um, I just feel like I'm not ready for a serious relationship. And I was so shocked that I basically said, well, thanks for letting me know. I understand. Um, and hung up and hung up. Have a great Friday. So two days later, she was like, I have a lot more to say. Well, good for you for writing that. Well, this is very generous of you. Thank you. It's anonymous. (laughs) It's anonymous. It's fine. It's also so relatable. Yeah. Like, that's the advice you always get to, like, write them a letter. And I feel like everybody or most people have written at least one post-breakup letter in their lifetime. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, I'm so many. Right. So many. I, I, I imagine finding it 10 years later. That's, <laughs> I feel like I've done that. I've I, that was that was brutal for me. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Post breakup letters and grandparents are single handedly keeping the American postal system relevant. They're the most. The reason I wrote the letter is because he is a very deep and introspective person. And I know that he does like to take his time to think. And he's not like a very heated. And I don't think it would necessarily freak him out. Um, I think she wrote the letter because she thought that was her best chance of getting him to give her another chance by sure, like of course. writing it down rather than to a text or a call or whatever. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that too. I mean, it's the natural reaction. It sounds like you like the guy. You were all signs were pointing north, you know, like it's only been three months. So like, you know, I always say, you know, just be careful. There's still, you still had a lot to learn about this guy and and what we've learned about him in the past couple months is that maybe you know he's not as good of a communicator as you, as you thought he was he's, yeah. he's good and com- i will say your your book i have been listening to i listened to it on the way up to her house and chapter two put a lot into perspective oh, okay for me about boys and that whole thing and he definitely has that vibe and I think he probably thinking back on it now respected me probably enough to not try to string me along if he was yeah. if he is potentially moving but he's like okay might as well just have fun for the next two months if I'm going home so I'm going to get back on hinge and okay. Pro- do whatever. probably yeah yeah it, you know he's he like I said in the book you know, fuckboys 
love the ideas of relationships. Like in theory, yeah. they're just they're eventually going to get married. It's just uh-huh. it's all the fuck and way out. Everything in between is this kind of a you know more of a convenience thing, or you know. Yeah, for sure. Because she's like, he's a great guy. Because she did meet him. Um, yeah, I'm sure he's a swell guy. You just yeah, she's like great guy. But like in two to four years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. All right. Ready? Or here we go. Okay. Okay. I have written some words after reflecting on our conversation for the past few days. I ask that you indulge me in this one letter as I can't bear these thoughts without having a way to express them to you. And truthfully, a call or text would be too difficult right now. I'm honestly still in shock about how something I thought was going so well could end so quickly, leaving me with little to no insight into how you're really feeling. This isn't a pleading love letter to get you back or me trying to take a shot at you. I just care too much about you to have you disappear from my life so abruptly without hearing what I have to say. So here's, this is what I've been feeling. Number one, I know your family will always be your first priority and a huge part of your identity in day-to-day life, no matter where you are. I loved that about you because I'm the same, same way. I expected you would return to state feeling homesick after seeing them, which I empathize with and completely understand. However, I knew something had changed between us as soon as we spoke. I could feel the uncertainty in your voice and how you became distant the following week. Number two. Your drive and routine are probably the second most important thing to you. I highly respect what you're wanting to achieve over the next few years. Over the short time I've known you, I can honestly say you've inspired me to work harder and be the, be better about working towards my own goals. And I thank you for that. The ambition that you have is truly unmatched, and I would never want to get in the way of that because it makes you, you. Number three, you want to feel in control of potential changes because if you don't, the uncertainty of everything throws numbers one and two completely off. You aren't sure where life is going to take you over the next year, and I think I'm right to assume I was an unfortunate casualty of the situation. With all the changes you may need to make to reach your life goals, it's easy for me to assume that you thought you were being chivalrous by breaking things off with me. So here are my thoughts. You had an amazing time being back with your family and friends in blank. You had a great talk with your family about how to achieve your goals and the possibility that doing so might be easier back home especially if your brother and sister didn't, don't end up coming to state. I get it. It would be cheaper for everyone involved. Your family unit is there and connections are already established. It's the perfect plan, but it left you with a lot to consider about your life here. So you had to get on a plane and contemplate the value of everything you've been working towards out here. It's a lot to contemplate when reflecting on the life you've made for yourself miles away in blank for the past two years, a life that you've expressed to me you've grown to love. I'm sure you were wondering if it all would have been if it would have all been for nothing if you moved back home. I would be feeling just as conflicted if it were me with so much to consider. I think I know you well enough to know that the idea of keeping up with your busy routine, considering making major life changes, and on top of that giving 100% to your girlfriend suddenly seemed like too much. I assume the easiest solution was to remove the newest addition to the equation, to mourn our relationship now and start moving on before things become more complicated. I don't know if you thought I would try to convince you not to go or to try long distance or any of the million other scenarios I'm sure ran through your head. But I do know that uh, but I know better than to stand in the way of what's best for you. And I would never want to repeat what happened in your last relationship either. However, I thought we were far enough along that you would have at least tried to have a conversation with me and take feelings we have for each other into consideration. Nine weeks is a very short amount of time to have strong feelings for someone. I know, but I really enjoyed having fun with you. I really appreciate all the parallels 
in our lives and the things we have in common, especially how important family is to us both. A lot about our relationship was special to me and felt like something that is rare to find. At the end of the day, I want you to go and pursue this dream job and crush your five-year plan. I want you to be happy and fulfilled, surrounded by everyone you love so, so much. But I can't deny I was looking forward to more time together. My heart is broken because I guess I did not realize how much I've grown to like you over this short amount of time. All this is to say, if there's any part of you that still wants more time together too, all I'm asking is for you to think about that. In the meantime, I want to make it clear that I will continue to live my life and make peace with whatever your decision ultimately is as quickly as possible. I will support and encourage you in whatever way I can. If you're willing, I would love to have a conversation with you when things are more settled. You may not think I get it, but I do. I miss you. I mean, ultimately, I think it was a great letter. Beautifully said. Yeah. Well done. I really loved the first half. Because the first half, what I was what I was thinking about when you were when when Amanda was reading it was like these letters never like have the impact you want it to have when you want it to have it. But what's the beauty of this letter? Assuming he reads it, because you know with guys, he'll remember that part because in that letter you did a really good job of letting him know that you kind of saw him and that you complimented him and you gave him a lot of credit for the things that you liked about him that's it's going to fall on deaf ears right right now but it will sit with him and if he's in his fuckboy era which he probably is you know he's 25 he's career focused those are his priorities right now it sounds like i could see him reaching back out in the future that's almost guaranteed unless unless there's another girl in the equation that back home that you don't know, and, and that's possible. See, that's my feeling. Yeah, that that's mm-hmm. entirely possible. Like the abruptness goes home, meets someone, old flame. That's possible too. I I'm a strong believer. If if you're listening or reading the book, you'll get to that part of like when to ask why and when not to. You're in the when not to ask why category. Yeah. So the why doesn't really matter. You know, so all the energy that you start figuring out, like, you know, I know it's fun to do with each other and your friends and you debate and all the scenarios. I know it can be fun. And I'm someone who spent I'll I'll go down a rabbit hole with this stuff. I've I've done a lot, but like it personally doesn't do you any good for your mental health, Katie, in terms of like trying to figure out was there another girl or was this a it doesn't really matter. You know, at the end of the day. Well, he didn't do it perfectly. He did give you a definitive answer, and that was he doesn't want to be in a relationship with you, you know, for whatever the reason, you know. And so what I loved about this letter, though, is that this letter is going to remind him of in, in, a, in a time which was is certainly going to happen when he's feeling a little less than and he's feeling a little less validated about, like, someone who really loves him. He's going to remember this letter Well reinforce what he lost so even if from a petty standpoint of you can have a feather in your cap of knowing that at some point this motherfucker is going to reach back out to me or call and even if he doesn't like you can have that's a small victory the second half of the letter you plead a little bit more than i wanted you to you know that was me deleting five paragraphs that were 10 times worse. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the step one of let, let's see if, you know, I love it. Your analytical brain, like here's this guy's probably analytical. You're getting on his level. Like, you know, like let's just map it out together, man. Like I, I hear you. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Nick 
would not stand for any of the shit that you just said at the she bottom of the She literally show. had a paragraph in there that said, if there's any part of you that still wants to just hang out and have oh, fun I, over Oh, disgusting. Oh, no, no. Disgusting. I know. <laughs> Criminal. <laughs> If you just like, honestly, really? if, you know, if you just get bored and you just want to use yes. me, and I'll just, you know, <laughs> that's what it said. I was like, I'll accept dead. anything. My I'll, I'll literally accept anything. Like just, just, uh, just like let me know. Like let, let me know where I should show up. Let me know what I should wear or not wear. Yes. It really doesn't matter. Yep. I just want to be around you. It, like I know and that's, now. that's why I emailed Nick. Listen. <laughs> we are in a much better mental state this week than last. I. I'm not make like you I've, look great. I have been there, yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it's good to have a friend like this, and uh, just, just keep reading the book. Uh, have you hit? Yeah. Have you hit chapter? <laughs> have you hit chapter ten yet? No, I'm only on chapter. Oh, oh page. Skip to chapter ten. Okay. Okay. I mean, the book is essentially a bunch of essays. It's written to like go through a relationship, but chapter ten is about getting over them. Okay. Okay. That was. We'll listen to that one on yeah. lunch. Yeah. I have the audio. Book, yeah. So skip. Good skip for... to skip to chapter ten and then go back. But you you don't need to like read chapter six to read chapter ten. Well, did he respond? No. So so then there was the hinge. The hinge too. So he, that's my just, friend. That's just your ego. Another one of my friends saw him on hinge. Not even like twenty four hours. After the breakup, after I've already sent the letter. Yeah. I mean, listen, again, technically, he's he's told you he's not looking for a serious relationship right now. Yeah. So and him well, getting well, back on hinge technically makes very much a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't no, shocking. It was not a shock. Um, I just think that her messaging him on hinge kind of deletes any chance of him replying to the letter. You messaged him <laughs> on hinge. She messed, she got, she got a hinge and then wrote to him on his profile <laughs> because he was the first one that popped up on when I remade the hinge profile. Cause I was like, let's just go take a look. What'd see. you write? Do I have um, that too? You have that also. You should. I think you should. I think you do. But, um, Derek, I do replied I have that? To one of his, it was in the original email um, that I sent. I said something along the lines of, I replied to one of the photos because I ignored him for a good two months when he was actively trying because to his hinge profile looks a little fuckboyish. It is. So the first email that I sent has exactly what she said on hand. It's not a screenshot. It's just in the email. And then in another email, I sent you his hinge profile. I do want to see what this guy looks like. <laughs> I felt it was important information. You're very. You're a great friend and friend of the show. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. It says so. Forty-eight hours after the breakup call, he when he popped up on your hinge, you responded saying, "LMAO dot dot dot." Now I remember why I had to talk myself into going on a first date with you, going on a date with you in the first place. Dot dot dot. Silly me. Okay. Yeah. I mean, what else? <laughs> yeah. what else? Did he see that? We don't, I don't know, know because you have, to, you have to like match with the person. For them to see, so I'm assuming yes, but also he. Wait, wait, wait. So if he didn't match with you, he wouldn't have saw it. No, he would see it in his likes, but he never replied to it. He never replied to it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, whatevs. It wasn't your best moment. Like, fuck it. You know, definitely don't do that in the future. You know. (laughs) I think I think honestly he would laugh because 
I mean, yeah, the relationship was so short that we haven't really gotten to see each other in that kind of banter, uh, I guess. Where I think I've it just, always been very Yeah, I mean, this guy's this guy's not going to settle down for the next 10 years. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I mean, he's hot. Al, he's a, Al, he's a you tw- hot. He's hot and he's he's a total fuckboy. And that's fine. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> you just made me feel so much better. Okay, now the problem is, Nick, she's on Hinge still, and the only people that she likes look exactly like this and are age 25. That's the thing. Listen, like, yeah, read, read chapter two a couple times. Like, you are, I, you're going to marry a fuckboy someday. And I don't even, like, we're all, we all, like, I, I really believe that we're all in a, in a hookup culture we're all a bunch of fuckboys. Women are fuckboys too. At the end of the day, if you're having sex in hookup culture and you like someone a little less than they like you, you're the fuckboy in that situation, right? And so the more times you get people to like you, and if you're a hottie, you know, people are going to like you a lot and you're going to disappoint a lot of people, right? And so I think you're going to pursue people that uh, pe- people often pursue, you know what I'm saying? And a that someday you're going to meet a guy who really, and this guy was that guy. He, he clearly, he took, if you want to like stroke your ego, he took a, a, a three month time out from like probably telling himself that he just wants to fuck around and be a fuck boy and focus on, on his career. But he met you, you played a little hard to get and he just like, oh, I, I like you a lot. And it just, and honestly, I kind of give this guy props, you know, because like, I'm not trying to say he's a hero by any means, but like the alternative is he could have really strung this along and he could have like dragged it out and he could have been like, ah, oh, but she's hot and like, I want to hang out with her, but I want to do these other things. And like, you could have been confused and frustrated and annoyed and, you know, a lot, a lot of these things. So he probably, he probably did you the courtesy of being abrupt and being short and giving you the opportunity to be like, fuck you and, and shit like that. So yeah, I mean, best case scenario, honestly. Yes, yeah, that's scenario. what she said to me immediately because, yeah, I just need to come to terms with that, and yeah. I, I've gotten over it a little bit more, and I'm like a little bit more pissed off rather than sad. Yeah. But I respect the decision because I know he could have easily just strung me along or asked something different of me completely rather than being totally serious, and I think. He respects me a little bit enough to not do that to me necessarily, but I think what you need to focus on right now is living really well. Yes. And and just enjoy you know, your best life. Really try to, you know, not fo- mute him. Save yourself from any like I want I don't want any more of these hinge hiccups of like you letting him know you still give a shit. You know? I think you yes. operate with a level of indifference and when you you know don't give him the satisfaction that you care. If he does reach out to you, you're thriving. You know, you're you're like you're you ask. Oh, really? How's it going? Good to hear from you. Like you're, like oh, silly me. Sorry about that weird hinge thing. I was just kind of upset. You know, <laughs> I wouldn't even acknowledge it. Honestly, you guys will never have to acknowledge it in the future. Yeah. I mean, and listen, yeah. like, I'm not a big believer in like exes coming back and you giving them the time of day, but. Because again, like th- if this guy comes back in six months, it's because he's bored, you know, yeah. and I you probably were again, to stroke your ego, you, I would be shocked if he doesn't follow up in the future, 
you know, unless there's another girl in the picture. But even then, this guy's not settling down anytime soon, most likely. And, yeah. and when things are a little slow and he's a little bored, he'll go on the gram, he'll look you up, and he'll see some picture, he'll think you look good, and he'll be like, I wonder what she's up to. And then he'll like toy with it for a couple days, and then he'll find like some message, to, uh, something in your stories to reply to, and try to act like he's just like checking in and blah, 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 and hopes that you take the bait. Don't take the bait. Okay. I'll try my hardest not to. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Well, just, you know, just to ask yourself how much you want to be used or not, you know? Yeah, no. I mean, yeah, you, I mean good... you did date Wait. him, right? It was short, but you did date him. It sounds like you, you expressed some pretty serious words. It sounds like for three months it was a pretty intense relationship. So don't minimize that with like being his fuck buddy all of a sudden out of convenience just because you want a little bit of validation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. So if you want to entertain him reaching back out, then... I would a, I would go back to the same woman who blew him off, which is like if he reaches out, don't be rude, just be kind of more or less busy, or like mm -hmm. generally like, well, it's funny you're reaching out, like, you know. <laughs> yeah. And if he yeah. and, and if he keeps talking, if you get to a place where he really comes, if he comes correct, he's like, hey, listen. I got your letter. I didn't know what to say, blah, 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 but I've really been thinking about it and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You really need to like put him to the fire and ask him like, what's changed? And just keep it real with him. Like, listen, like, I just think that like right now you, you don't like, you're not ready to settle down. You're just not. Mm -hmm. I don't think you're ready. I think you want to be ready. I think someday you will be ready. I think someday a woman's going to be super happy to have you. I just don't know if I'm really interested in being someone you like figure that out with, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it. you want to be ready more than you are ready. Well, that'll drive them nuts. Oof. Yeah. That's a really good thing to say for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Anything along those lines. I think you like the idea more than you are and like, and say that to about him. He'll lose it. It'd be great. Perfect. Write Perfect. that down. Yes. I have it recorded <laughs> on my phone. Um, but in the meantime, yeah, it sounds like you're doing well. Just just get over it, you know? Get back out there. Start dating, but don't don't force it and just be single for a while. Like you're 23. Yeah. You're you're also go be a fuckboy too, you know? Seriously. Like go And you don't have to like fuck to be a fuckboy, but like play the field, play you the know? Field and have like fun. have some fun. Maybe just get a variety of different types of guys and just have an adventurous mindset rather than I'm looking for a husband mindset. And I think if you have more of an adventurous mindset, you will at least have some fun. And yeah, because I think you run the risk of trapping the fuck boy right now. Yeah. Because I, I think a lot of fuck boys would be into you. And yeah, I think- Yeah, I just can't track. And I like the fuck boy she vibe. She loves the ex-athlete 24-year-old with 10 six-pack picks. So yeah, you're going <laughs> to- you're gonna marry a fuck. I'm, I'm you're gonna marry a fuck boy. So you're gonna marry a former fuck boy. Some fuck boy will meet you, and and he will say, "You're the person I want to not be a fuck boy for." Yeah. And I don't know when that's gonna happen, but no, just know that, and you're smiling. But like, it comes with a lot of risk and a lot of potential disappointment along the way. So you're gonna have to get. You're gonna have to get really good at like 
you know, standing in your power and saying no and setting boundaries and being up front, which again, will only like make a fuckboy more, more crazy about you, but you really have to like be honest with yourself about what you're going for and, and not go for validation because like, does, yeah, I think you're, like sometimes what she's doing is like trying to be like cool girlish. Like she wants to make sure that they keep liking her instead of saying what she wants. Yeah. Sometimes she'll tell me that. And I'm like, that's not what you actually want. You're just saying that. Yeah. I don't know. I maybe in the next six months for fun, tr try to saying whatever the fuck, you know, <laughs> what do you have to lose? You know, I don't know. I'm just, I guess just the anxiety of it just kind of freaks me out and I'm just not used to it. And I just have to, you just got to get better at it. It's practice. You just need to think chill. Yeah. Just, just try it out. Just try truly speaking your mind. Mm -hmm. Okay. And not to like quote my own book, but there's that line where it says <laughs> like, if you can't be like, if you're afraid to be yourself, like the people who want to love you can't find you. You know what I'm saying? Like your guys are going to fall in love with the idea of you. They're going to love, mm -hmm. they're going to fall in love with a virgin that you're not really. So just try to be your best, your most authentic self early on. And then you'll finally find a, that's, that's how you're going to get the fuck boy to really keep you, so to speak, because the, the fuck boy who does want to like give up everything for you or that freedom is because he truly, truly feels like he knows you. And mm -hmm. if I'm nitpicking here, maybe there's a part of maybe you weren't your most authentic, th authentic self with this guy. And maybe you were trying to be someone you thought he wanted. And maybe over time that read a little inauthentic to him. I don't know. That's not something for you to sit there and analyze and ask him and like go down a rabbit hole. I'm not saying that to like have you like, oh, did I do that? But like there's a possibility if, if, you, know, if you can admit to doing that, there is a chance that at the end of the day, it just didn't, it didn't feel authentic to him. And I trust me yeah. when guys just want someone that they, like they want the, the girl who's like, fuck you, this is who I am. They really do. They want to sleep sure. with the women who, you know, make it really easy to sleep with, you know? So, but they, they will, they will give up everything for the woman who makes them chase and, and then stands in their power and and set some boundaries and expectations yeah yeah so but uh thank you so much yeah my pleasure yeah. this is a, this was a fun one thanks for letting us read your letter <laughs> um, yeah. i think uh i think you're gonna be just fine though and uh be wary when he reaches out again in the future yeah okay but in yeah, the meantime mute him say goodbye have a little ceremony just let it go and when and, and, and thoughts are gonna pop in your head because they naturally do. And when you're alone in your thoughts, you're gonna you're gonna start asking those why questions. But anytime you ask yourself why or what happened, challenge yourself to just say, Katie, you know, stop it. Stop it, get off of it. You like you mentally do that because otherwise you'll go down rabbit holes. And like mm -hmm. and you'll have your good days and bad days, but like honestly try to check yourself. And it'll get easier and easier. Yeah. I'm honestly feeling pretty good. I Last week was pretty bad, but today's a new week, new day. So, yeah, just going to move forward from here on out. But I'll keep you guys updated. I'll send you guys a follow-up if All you right. ever. All right. Well, we def we definitely want to yes. follow up to definitely check in. <laughs> 
either your state okay. of mind. If he reaches back out, we certainly want to know. Um, okay. But uh, we, I would love to hear uh, updates from Katie on uh, your your pursuit for your fuckboy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank All you right. guys so much. Take care, ladies. Great. All right. How's it going? Hi. What's your name? My name is Jasmine, and I am 23 years old. How can and... we help, Jasmine? Hi, Jasmine. Hi. I am trying to decide if I should shoot my shot with a guy that I haven't seen in two years. Okay. And why are you deciding if you want to shoot your shot with a guy you haven't seen in two years? Okay. Like, so I just got out of a relationship like five months ago. Okay. I got broken up with um, with this guy I was dating for about three years. And we were pretty serious. But two years ago, we had broken up again or for the first time, I guess. And um, when we were broken up, I went on a date with this guy and, you know, it was a great first day and he tried to like, you know, go on a second date, but I was kind of distant because I was starting to talk to my ex again. And then we got back together and I haven't talked to him since, but recently since my breakup, I think, I don't know if he like sensed it or maybe saw on my Instagram that I deleted pictures with my ex and he's been like, you know, messaging me on Instagram or replying to my story. So I'm debating, you know, like I was debating if I should text him to go out for drinks and I ended up doing it. But then I was kind of confused by his response. And I'm like, I don't know if I should follow up to shoot my so shot again. What, is, what did you leave it? Did, did you send in those texts? I did. So you're in the time where you broke up with, you just broke up with your boyfriend, right? Yep. And you're in this time, you're like, you know what? I want to get out there. I want to date. I want to make myself feel good, right? Yeah. And you definitely. know what? I think any opportunity like that, you take it. Okay, good to know. Yeah, I'm definitely in that stage where I'm like, I think I'm ready to start going on dates. You know, I haven't really gone on dates in like years. So I feel you. Least, you know, yeah. So I, when was the last time, wait, 41 minutes ago. So when, where do we have you shooting your shot? That's what I want to get to. I messaged him maybe like a week or two ago. Um, yeah, hey, you down for grabbing what... drinks or something? Oh, that. Okay. So yeah, he was sending. So you guys have been messaging a lot lately. Yeah. I didn't send like all of them because I just sent the most like important that I could think Do of. Do I send but, photos? Yeah. So on an October 2nd. I don't know what you guys are talking about. He wrote, hmm, maybe I'll come next time. Just hit me up. Oh, yeah. So he replied to one of my stories of going to karaoke with my friends. So he plays drums and all of that. So he replied and was like, oh, is that you singing? And I was like, yeah. And then he was like, there's just a drum kit sitting there. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, you know, you should. And then I think that's why I said you should come next time or something. Okay. Yeah, you should come next time. Okay, I will. He hearted that. And then... Earlier this month, you wrote, hey, are you down to grab drinks or something soon and catch up? Nice. Love that. You know, simple. Yes. He but wrote, I'm very confused by his response, to be honest. Well, he wrote, yeah. Yeah. When you're, <laughs> when you free. Okay. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> Why are you confused? He said, yeah. Okay. Because basically, if you look, I don't know if I sent a picture okay, of the timestamps. So then you wrote, I'm usually free on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and sometimes Saturdays. When are you free? I love that. You're just getting, getting, trying to schedule. He yeah. just writes whenever, but I'll yeah. let you know when <laughs> I'm working on an air on an Airbnb. Things in life are a bit hectic right now. 
Oh. He sent those. So basically when I sent my schedule and he said whenever, like within a minute of sending that, and then maybe like 30 minutes later, he was like, oh, but I'm, my life is hectic. And I was like, that's weird that he would send it like, like 30 minutes later. And then I was yeah, just like, like, okay, do I follow up and like be like, you know, make a plan and be like, hey, like, let's hang out this day or do I just wait? I don't know. I was kind of confused by his response. To was be I was know he hurt like, after the last time you dated? You guys went on a date? Like, and he asked um, you out? So I actually sent screenshots of that. I don't know if you guys have it, but um, basically when I was kind of rekindling things with my ex, he was like dating, you know, we were just casually dating, you know, just like he was dating other people. I was dating other people. So we had, he had sent like a whole message about saying like, oh, I just got into a relationship and like I enjoyed spending time with you and I kind of said the same thing and that's how we ended it like two years ago so I think I sent those messages um so I don't think he was hurt by it we kind of both like left that respectfully and we're All just right, like so okay cool I know we're supposed to go on a hike but in a, in so this is two years this is November 2020 yeah let me see. I know we're supposed to go on a hike, but in, a, in the time since we last spoke to each other, I've gotten into a relationship. I don't want to just ghost you and leave you in the dark about these kinds of things. I think it's rude. I think it's you're a really pretty and lovely girl, and I'm glad I've spent time with you. I hope things work out. Uh, you got God on your side, so nothing will stop you. Okay, well, great. Yeah. <laughs> And you wrote a nice message back too. How did it pick back up? So basically I posted on my story, like after I got broken up with, you know, and you know, post breakup, you're just like, whatever, going through it anyway. So I posted that if anyone was down to like travel somewhere soon with me and he had replied to my story and he was like, when I'm down for whenever. And I was like, oh, that's weird. I have, that was the first time talking to him in two years. So I was like, oh, you know, whenever I don't mind I'm kind of down to just go anywhere right now I work from home so everything's super flexible so he ended up planning like this whole you know like San Diego trip or Lake Tahoe and kind of wrote this whole like paragraph about like oh we should go here 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 and I was just kind of like um I'm busy so I was kind of just like scared to be honest to like see him for the first time like going on a trip so then but he but he seriously planned this trip with you he was yeah he was saying like ask for this day off and here are the Airbnbs. And I was just like, uh, I don't know. I'll let you know. But also I was kind of like going somewhere with my family that weekend anyway. So it wouldn't have worked out. Here's what I think you should do. I, I think this guy's definitely potentially in his fuckboy era. So there's that to watch out I for. Agree. If you're just like looking for someone to like have a drink with, I think there's nothing wrong to Laura's point. Like go out, go on some dates. I, I wouldn't, emotionally invest more in this guy mm. you know okay. to laura's point yeah. i think you should be adventurous i think you should maybe get on some apps and go on a bunch of I dates agree. with some random people like you know obviously i want you to be excited but yeah. just go out and date and start to get to know other people it's i think there's a level of like ease here you knew you had a spark with this guy in the past and so like your interest in him my guess is is is, is much based off of convenience yes mm -hmm. You know, That's, yeah, because it's like, oh, I, I hate looking. I don't want to go on the apps. You know, maybe you're saying all these things. You know, it's hard to meet people in public. But how about the guy who we had a thing with and, and maybe there was a misconnection and that might be possible, but just don't get too wrapped up in that storyline. 
So what I would do with this guy, because you guys are both kind of, who knows, maybe he's literally doing the same thing you did, which is, he, you know, psyching himself out. All mm -hmm. of a sudden, like, he was chasing you, you pulled away, that was fun. All of a sudden, you're like, hey, let's go out for drinks. He's like, oh, wait, you like me? I hate you. Uh, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, something like that. So I... Instead of giving the, let's grab a drink, here's my whole schedule, I'm free these days, pick a day, let's plan something. And again, depending on how, like, just know, like, this is kind of trapping fuckboy energy, you know, but mm -hmm. I would just randomly one day say, hey, I have this thing tomorrow, or I want to mm -hmm. go to this restaurant, let's go here. It's pitch him something that you want to do that you're mm -hmm. inviting him to do, even if it's just to right. go to a place and get a sandwich that you wanna go to. Hey, yeah. I'm going hiking, do you wanna come with me? You know, Make it more yeah. out of like less of a plan, because quite honestly, once you started planning something, he got, it sounded like he got a little freaked out. I agree. Yeah, that's what I kinda thought, yeah. Which means that like he's definitely, uh, to me, it's he's probably in his fuckboy era. So just know that. Mm -hmm. But hey, listen, everyone like everyone's a fuckboy until they meet someone they don't want to be a fuckboy with. So yeah. <laughs> find out if he want, you know, but just go in cautious. And if you do get him to go out with you, just remember that this is a lot of it is based off of the convenience of of talking to him. And yeah. then, you know, it's totally convenient though because when I broke up with my ex the first thing I did was like, oh, who did I date in high school that I want to call? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how, who do I have a right. relationship with already that's just so convenient? I didn't want to go on the apps. I didn't want to make it like that. Um, but I think that what's going to hurt you even just trying? I mean, it's not going to hurt anybody. Just do it. Just say, hey, meet me, meet me at the dinner tomorrow night, 6 p.m. And if he says no, then I see you later. How long ago did you, <laughs> how long ago these messages when he said my life's busy right now? Like a week ago, I want to say. Week to two weeks. Is there any place you'd want to go? Do you have anything I'd... I do have, like, a couple of places in mind, like, to get drinks that I wanted to try or just, like, maybe I thought about even doing... Because he replied to my story when I went karaoke with my friends. So I thought of even just planning a karaoke day and be like, hey, we're going. If you want it's to too join much. It's something. too much. I, if you want to plan a karaoke date with your friends, do that. But I don't want you to plan a karaoke date with your friends so you can get a guy to hang out with you. Right. <laughs> also, karaoke is embarrassing in front of a new guy. I don't know. To me, I know. Like, I don't want you to hear my voice. That's yet. why you know you got to pregame before. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So I think you should keep it simple and casual, and it's just more. Hey, there's this place I want to try to get a drink. Are you down to get something tonight? Mm -hmm. I would maybe text him right now. It's early. <gasps> oh, I think you should do it right now. Right actually, now. Yeah. Oh my do gosh. it right the second. Okay. What, what do you have to lose? Exactly. You're right. Honestly, <laughs> it's actually better to know now if he's into you. If if, yeah. if a casual, like, hey, let's get drinks tonight doesn't, like, I mean, if he's not, like, I can't tonight, how about tomorrow, then you're wasting your time. Then Say, meet me, they, at, meet me at this place at 6 p.m. tonight. Then you know to move on. And if yeah. he wants to in the future, like, ask you out, then say yes, you know, knowing that you're saying yes to a fuckboy. Yeah, he is a fuckboy. Yeah. Okay, good to know, because I didn't really think about that. Now I'm like, okay, well, at least that's like in the back of my mind. But you don't want know. a relationship. You just got out of one. You just need to yeah, enjoy I your don't. time right now. Yeah. You're, listen, you're young, you're beautiful. You just got to live right now. Go take a vacation. Go to Miami. That's where I went. Oh, I've actually been wanting to go. So. Oh, Miami was a great place to go after a breakup. 
Yeah, and I— And not saying anything like I was, like, hooking up. You know, I'm just saying it was just so nice. He's like, (laughs) I had a lot of fun on the beaches. I I went to Miami after a breakup, but I went with my buddy, and it was a time when I had no money, and, like, Miami was a very (laughs) different experience than it probably was for you. Well, I'm just saying, I think going anywhere, like, fun places— after a breakup, just to like, even with girlfriends, if you can just go dance and have yeah. fun, that's all. So hit hit this guy up and see, yes. S- send the text, and okay. then let us know what uh, he ends up saying. I agree. Okay, so just say like, down to meet up for drinks tonight, and then I don't even give him the question. The... I would say drinks tonight at six. Yeah, or, okay. right. Or yeah. I would say, okay. hey, there's this place. Uh, I've always wanted to try. There's this place I want to try. We should go tonight. Yeah, love that. Okay. Say okay. we should go tonight. Say, don't say, just say, we, sh-, you know, like, I feel like she has to be a little more yeah. mm, strong. Yeah, There's a place I want to try. We should go tonight. Yeah. Okay. That's all you say. I'll do that. Okay. And he should reply back, yes, or can tonight. How about another day? And if right. he gives you the, oh, I can't tonight and nothing else, he's not mm-hmm. all that interested. Yeah. Right. And, okay. he, but when he gets bored, he will reach out again. Also, men like to, um, I feel like with my ex, um, my ex, my one, this guy I was dating, he used to wait six hours to reply because he felt like that was the right thing to do. Sure. Yeah. So I just want to say, like, sometimes they think Yeah, that. yeah, totally, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. We don't really, I think you're wasting time trying to overanalyze, like, his decision to reply back when he replied back. What we do mm-hmm. know is, is he didn't take you up on your offer, and that's right. all that really matters. Right. Yeah. But we don't know if you psyched him out by making a plan or he's just not interested. Clearly, he's been messaging you. So there's something there. I just think right. he's in his fuckboy era and he likes having a lot of like, you know, pots going, so to speak. He's got, a, you know, he's, he's building up his roster right. and you're part of that roster in a way, in a very kind of yeah. casual way. So hang out with him just knowing that's the type of energy he's most likely bringing. And if you like right. him, if you have fun, ask questions, you know, get to know him and and set some boundaries for yourself of what you're willing to do with a guy who, you know, it seems very, she's just kind of shopping around right now. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. But I, at least I'm kind of on the same boat right. as him, I yeah. guess. So. <laughs> yeah, so Plan a trip with yeah. your girlfriend. Yes. All yes. right. I'm going to do that in Miami. Add it to my list. Miami, <laughs> Vegas. New York. Yes. Right, I well, just went to Cabo. So that there you go. that's a good one. There you go. Yep. All right. Well, keep us posted. Okay. Sounds good. Thank right. you so much for your help. No, thank you. Take care. Good luck. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Laura, thanks so much for coming. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. So much fun. Uh, great talking. Uh, well, I mean, such a long episode. We had, we had a lot to get through. Yeah. A lot to cover. We, tr- we, had, we, had, we had seven episodes of Love is Blind. Totally. Plus, you know, Pop Tom culture. Brady. You know, yeah, like, there's a lot. lot. There's a lot. But it was so fun and such a cozy space. Such a cozy space. Yeah, I'm glad you like it. I really like it. Uh, Can you please let my audience know where they can find you, follow you, all that fun stuff? Um, On Instagram, you can follow me at Laura Rigetti. And like, what's my TikTok? Oh, Laura Rigetti. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, my, hey, I, I've been. I used to be vile Nicholas twenty eight on Twitter until it's been changed. Finally, huge Finally. So for the team. For me. Woo. Uh, Laura, thanks so much again. I appreciate it. Go follow Laura. Go uh, by. Don't text your ex. Happy birthday. Vilefiles.com for all the available links. You've heard it here. It's it's just helping people. Can I have this one. Yeah, you can take it. I, I don't. Do I have to buy it or can I take it? No, you have to buy it. Okay. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and take that one. Okay, thanks. Uh, but you have to tell me what you think. Okay, you I will read this, read though. Yeah, read it. I needed a good read. 
I mean, not, you know, you're in a loving relationship, but maybe you'll find something benefit, beneficial, you know, you know beneficial. For I like it. all books. Great. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget to send in those questions at asknickacastme.com, cast with a K. We'll be back next week. Thanks for, uh, thanks for listening, I guess. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for, thanks listening. for having me. Thanks, thanks for coming. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye.